0: The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC PowerBox, wherever you go, go with power.
1: the bartender rant podcast i am your host steve haley and i am here on location at the house of the duke uh (laughs) i am sad to say that unfortunately my wonderful co-host is not here with me today but he will be soon more in just a moment in the what's new section but mike how you doing tonight big boy
0: i'm doing good how are you guys
1: uh we are fantastic you, you just screwed our guest over because I told him, don't talk until we introduce you. And you said, how are you guys? So now no, he's I'm sitting sorry. here. I'm doing fine, Mike. There you, for <laughs> there, there you go. The 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 unnamed voice you just heard will be joining us as a guest shortly. That's Duke Thompson, um, a fantastic friend of mine, and who's going to be, a, 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 I think, a very interesting and unique guest for us tonight. So I can't wait to get into all that. But, um, Mike, I would say what's new. But I know what's new. I'll just... Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll lob it up to you, buddy. What do we have going on this weekend?
0: Um, An impromptu wedding elopement Yeah, thing. somebody would
1: call it... Uh, some would say that they're eloping. Some would say that they're having a last-minute party where they didn't share any details with anybody until, like, the last 48 hours. Um, Mike was prompted to get on a... You know, buy plane tickets less than a week from having to be at the ceremony. So... It's a very—I uh, wouldn't call it a shotgun wedding. It's certainly not a shotgun wedding. They're very much in love. We're very happy for them and happy to celebrate with them. But it is a—can we say a surprise wedding?
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's, it's, I am you know, as well. It's going to be. A, go any ahead. Any excuse I have to come to Maryland, you know. That's right. And if and they get married again next month, I'm going to be back there again. So. Wouldn't that
1: be fantastic? Maybe they could get <laughs> married every month this year. You know, the original plan was that they were going to get married in Dublin, Ireland. And Mike and I were going to make a trip across the pond to interview, uh, some, some of these wonderful bartenders and servers over in Dublin, which still might happen if we, mm-hmm. you know, if we can book some plane tickets. But, um, for now, it'll be nice to have you back in town, buddy. We're going to have some, uh, some podcasts that we're going to be doing in person. Isn't that right? Very excited. That's right. <laughs> uh, Seriously, get your shit together, okay? Lock that down. Lock that down right now. I don't even want there to be any tease about that. I don't like it. It's very uncomfortable, and it's distracting, frankly. It's distracting. Um, No, we're really excited because on Saturday, uh, we are recording the very first session of Tits and Tito's. It is a new podcast series that we are doing with two of our most esteemed guests, Emily Uncle um, and Alexei. Uh they are going to be doing a show of their own. Uh the two of them are going to be doing a review show of our podcast where they talk a little bit about recent episodes and they jump off and talk about everything else or anything else that they want to including shitting on me and praising Mike. I think you guys are going to love it. It's a match made in heaven. Those two are just naturals at this medium. So, we're going to be um all the four of us getting together in person to do a really special recording on Saturday morning. Um what else do we need to update the people with? Um, we,
0: we had a list, but you know, honestly, I'm just so excited to be back here. <clears throat> just so you listeners know, the last episode we actually recorded was in November. Of-
1: yeah. Been a minute. Been a minute. Yes. Well, since you teed me up there, I'm going to go through my checklist really quick. Number one, if you're interested in supporting the pod, we have some awesome merch. We have stickers um, that are going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks, courtesy of our man Hooch and uh, one of our former uh, STEAM guests, Megan. Um, she's going to help us with that um, uh, that printing. We also have our full merch page up at Prodigy DTG backslash bartender rant get on there uh the gauntlet design is up it is fantastic you have the ranch and blue cheese uh team shirts and a bunch of other cool stuff on there obviously follow us on all of our socials at brp drink along that's facebook snapchat instagram and twitter and a wonderful uh a thing that I, i i'm very excited to add uh please 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 give us five stars on all those platforms Subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. But whatever you do, whether you like the pod or not, please just hit that purple icon on Apple Pod. Hit that five-star rating on Spotify. Get us up the boards and get us into more ears of bartender and service people around the country so we can keep doing this so we can interview bartenders in your neighborhood. Um, not going to do too many other disclaimers. Obviously, follow the socials for all the updates on our industry night and new BRP jukeboxes that are dropping. And as always, you know we want you guys to be healthy and happy. So at the end of the show, if you're having any issues with substance abuse, drinking problems, just need somebody to talk to, this is a tough business. A lot of people self-medicate. And as always, we have um, some resources for you guys at the end of the show that you can seek out. So um, that is... It! Let's get right into it, man. We have not recorded an episode of this show in almost two months. I've been dying to do this. It's a special, special guest to get us back uh, back going. So, without further ado, here is Duke Thompson and the Dukilas. Alright guys, we are here with Duke Thompson. How are you doing tonight, Duke? I'm doing well. It's good to be here.
2: Good to meet you, Mike. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday at this great wedding here in Maryland.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to meet you as well. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's going to be a blast. And, and Duke, thank you for inviting me in to the uh, the, the palace of the Duke, the Duke <laughs> Studios. Uh,
2: a 1,400-square-foot on... palace. Yeah, yes. that's a big palace. <laughs> we, are,
1: we are on location um, at Duke's house. We have the fire raging, which i got to tell you, Mike, of all the places that you and I have recorded this shitty podcast, we have never had a wood fire going in the background. I feel like... I feel like old-time radio. Like I feel like FDR doing a fireside chat right now. This is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. So, um, anyway, Duke, thank you for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. I have been bugging you for the better part of a couple months to come on the pod. Um, I think you were more motivated than most guests, and I was really dropping the ball. Mike and I were trying to get through the holidays and get our our um, you know our stockpile of episodes cut and out, but. really excited to have you on my big question is what really convinced you to come on what what is the interest of joining the show and and sharing some of your um, service industry experience
2: well I love um, <coughs> I love bars um, <laughs> I, I love alcohol and I, I I mean I don't get me wrong I'm not like overdoing it or anything but I really have always liked um, the whole thing about going to a club a bar uh, I've been a bartender a little bit here and there and I've uh, served beer at Uh, stadiums for baseball teams and things and um, that's funny in in that situation you only had to serve up to the seventh inning and at the seventh inning I'd sit down and drink beer because that's (laughs) what I could do so um I I just love the whole the whole
1: world of um of bars yeah and and I gotta I gotta imagine a little bit has of that has to be uh from your Canadian roots that's right we have a real maple native on with us tonight um I feel like at the, when I was growing up, it was always like, you know, the beer's stronger in Canada. And then I went to Canada for the first time, and I realized, why am I under the table? And all these, all these giant Norsemen are just like slugging pints of ale left and right like it's nothing. So I think it might be in your blood. Canadians definitely know how to drink. And um, I, I, I was born there. I'm
2: actually a dual citizen, and I grew up here in Maryland. But when I was in my 20s, I moved back to Canada. Yeah. And when I did, I said to my brothers back here in Maryland, I said, boy, these Canadians really do know how to drink. and so uh, we, <laughs> well, were having, what, uh, we were having a good time.
0: What part of Canada?
2: Alberta, out west, near Banff and Lake Louise. I, I, I was born in Edmonton, and when I moved back there in my 20s, I was just about 90 miles south of Edmonton in a town called Red Deer, which is about 100,000 people. So it's not a little tiny
1: village. It's mm-hmm. a good city. Good I'm, I'm shocked that there would be a town in Canada named Red Deer. Friendly, Red Deer. It, just, it doesn't sound like it fits, frankly. Red but, Deer. Um, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this was meant to be in, in so many ways. We, we have been trying to expand this community and represent mm-hmm. more and more people. You know, the service industry is for everybody. Um, as long as you can take a joke, you can take a shot, and you're willing to work hard, you're welcome in this business. And um, so so the idea that we can bring on somebody with a little bit of different perspective, uh, I thought that was really cool, man. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show. And... Um, You know, I I guess I guess we can tell the people how you and I met. Is it was totally by chance? I joined uh, about what two years ago now, probably. One of the great sports of all time is pool. Pool. That's right. We're on the same pool team. In fact, we have won the
2: last three uh, sessions in a row. We just won on Tuesday. You you were there. Yes, we are. You were probably getting ready for this or something, but we won. We, so we are the winners for the third yep. season
1: in a Thir- row. Three-time champs, and we're three on our champs. way to Valley Forge here yep. in a month uh, to compete nationally. Um, well, congratulations! So, yeah, Duke and I Duke and I met on the billiards table, but uh, uh, where our real friendship blossomed was at the bar. It was slugging <laughs> pints of beer while we watched uh, our other teammates compete. And it is
2: true. We all like
1: beer on that yes, pool team. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Well. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it, my friend. And I'm probably going to say "without further ado" too many times because we have not done That's this pod fine. in so long. And I'm That's excited. Fine. I haven't done. I haven't put somebody through the gauntlet, Mike. In you do months, look really excited. In months. <laughs> so uh, let's get right to it. Let's talk about this drink that you brought for us tonight. It's your own unique concoction. I don't think I've ever had anything like it. So what's well, what it called?
2: It's, it's called the du- Duke Hila. Um My name being Duke, and it's tequila. So Duke Hila, and it's. Um, Oh, I, I tell you, I researched what is the, the, the alcohol that's the best for you if you're going to be drinking, and um, tequila came up number one. So I said, okay, I'm going to try and figure out what to do with this. So then I got this stuff called kombucha, which is, um, here I'm looking at it. it's a so probiotic. It, yeah, yeah. So it's a, Nine million living probiotics in a bottle of, of this trilogy um, kombucha. So that's one, one of the things I mix with it. So it's one-third, the drink is one-third Patron Silver, One third kombucha trilogy and one third club soda. Easy, Um, okay, yeah, it's very easy. One third, one third, one third. I try, I do basically a shot and a half of each, so it's um almost a double, but not quite. Sometimes I'll make it a double, okay, or even a triple. (laughs) (laughs) But it's called a dukila, and we had it on special. At the bar that I own, I own a bar up in Canada. Oh, and, we'll get into that. We'll oh, get into okay, that. Well, I don't want to get too far ahead okay, of ourselves, okay. but
1: no. But in regard to the tequila, and Mike, I know you want to jump in. Mm-hmm. You did tell me that there was maybe you've tweaked the recipe over time that it used to have apple cider vinegar yes. in it, which I thought was wild. Like, just, well, apple cider. See, I wanted it to be
2: healthy, so I, I researched what, and, and tequila came up. Good tequila is the best um, alcohol. It's for also you. a natural probiotic, which and is it's a, it's yeah. a natural great. So then I got the kombucha, and then um, my mother has always been trying me to get me to drink um, apple cider vinegar, and I I tried it, and it just a little tiny drop. So I was putting just a little tiny drop in this Mm -hmm. tequila, and you can, but the last few times I've done it over the last month, it has come too strong with the apple cider vinegar, so I just cut it out uh, for tonight because I don't want – because it kind of kills the taste. Okay, okay. Apple cider vinegar is a very strong – you know, absolutely. Ingredient. Yeah. So, um, if you can put just a tiny drop, like vermouth amount. Yeah. It's just yeah. a splash.
1: It'll give it that little zing. It just needs. a little zing. Yeah, okay. But,
2: um, I'm going to go without it for right now. Okay. But, but so yeah. for you,
1: for you listeners out there, make sure you mix up a double. You can leave yep. the apple cider vinegar out um, or you
2: can put a drop in. Yeah. Or you can put a drop in. It's it's a, it, this drink has um its options. Yeah.
1: You
0: could just do a shot of apple cider vinegar and chase it with the <laughs> That's true too. Now, yeah.
1: speaking of taking a shot of something nasty, if you haven't been following our Patreon, check out the bonus content. Mike have our fir- Mike and I will probably have our first episode of Ranch versus Blue Cheese up here in in about a week or two sorry that was a shameless plug mike <laughs> did you have something else you wanted to yeah. ask about the drink before we make it
0: so first of all duke you are an innovator and i absolutely love it you're like you know i know alcohol is not super you know it's not a very healthy lifestyle but you know how can i tweak this to you <laughs> yes. know at least get a little bit more you know I'm gonna exactly what i you was know. thinking and yeah. so i absolutely love this i love that there's research that's gone
1: into this that yep. tequila
0: and i also love now that i know that tequila is the healthiest alcohol you good know, tequila. Like it's gotta be good tequila. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: But Mike's right. It does feel like you have a ready-made excuse for the next time you're you're just punk shit ass. What what did Amy call it? blind? The next time you're blind, wasted, right? And uh, and your girlfriend or your friends are looking at you like, come on, man, get your ass together. No, you don't understand. I'm I'm drinking tequila. It's fine. It's good for you. It's <laughs> for good my point. health.
0: It's but, good for you. So additionally. Whenever Steve said it was the Duke love, my first instinct, my first reaction was, "This has got Mountain Dew in it." Is he what thought I was, it was ah, Mountain Dew. And I thought tequila. it was going to be Mountain Dew because we've we've had some, Lord. we've had some other drinks with Mountain Dew in them that we brought up on the show. So I was yeah. excited to find out that there wasn't any Mountain Dew in no this. No Mountain Dew. But,
2: no, no caffeine because Mountain Dew has a lot of caffeine, as I mm-hmm. understand. So there's no caffeine in this. But you don't need it when you have good alcohol, good tequila.
1: Damn right. Absolutely. Damn right. Well, well, and then
0: uh, the only the last thing I was going to say is I believe this is the first drink that we've had on the podcast that is a special concoction. And uh, not just a twist on an on, on an existing drink, but this is uh, a drink that is completely made by you. You know, absolutely. know what I mean? And yeah. I think this is the first actual very original drink that we've actually featured. So I'm excited to try it.
1: Yeah, very unique. So. Well, Duke, you set the tone. Why don't you mix us up uh, a few of I will do that. And, 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 while, and while you're doing that, um, I'm going to give a little bit of history here. Now, unfortunately, well, I should say fortunately, because Duke decided to go full mad scientist on us uh, this week and bring a drink that doesn't really have a history or a precedent, um, I thought it would be nice to do a little bit of cocktail history on the official cocktail of Canada. I like it. Um, yes. So, I, you know, I, I researched into it. I thought that it was going to be something like moonshine or, like, you know, like uh, something called, like, a moose knuckle. But I, I come to find out that the official cocktail of Canada is actually the Caesar. It is the distant cousin of uh, the Bloody Mary, okay? It's also called okay. the Bloody Caesar. Very similar sort of drink. It's either vodka or gin. It's the same tomato juice, spices, Worcestershire sauce. The key difference... Key difference is clam juice or oyster juice. A lot of people will use clamata. So if you're one of our listeners from Baltimore, you'll recognize that this is a very common recipe to Baltimore's um, Bloody Mary because we like to put oyster, you know, oyster juice in ours. Um, I when I went deeper into the research, it turns out um, that this drink has roots way back into the founding of Canada. A lot of those first Canadian towns. We're seaports. We're shipping ports. And so uh, the tomato juice and the clam juice are kind of common to a lot of different kind of beverages and drinks during that time. But the, the name for this cocktail and the actual official origin goes back to a food and beverage worker, a guy who was a dishwasher. Um, his name was Walter Shell C-H-E-L-L. Um, and he invented the Caesar in Calgary, Alberta. How about that? How about that? Right where our, our boy Duke's from, Alberta, in 1969. Um, and since then, you know, the popularity of the drink has spread worldwide. Obviously, a lot of us still know it as the Bloody Mary, but the official drink of Canada, the Caesar. I thought that was kind of cool. It is that. cool.
2: And I bet you they drink it at the Stampede, which is the greatest outdoor show in the world. You know, that's the Calgary Stampede. It's a cowboy show. Oh, they shit. have it every summer. It's world famous with cowboys. You may not have heard of it, but it's called the Calgary Stampede. Okay. They call it the Great was a big old rodeo. Great,
1: great, big old rodeo. It's the biggest rodeo in the world. Is that right? Oh yeah, the Calgary Stampede. That, that sounds like something worth going to at some point. I can, they they can
2: guarantee you that there's a lot of Caesars going on down there. Uh, maybe, we, maybe,
1: maybe in the future we need we need to start making a list of the places we need to go. Because I'll tell you what, there have to be some pretty good drinkers around the Calgary Stampede. And Mike, you know what? I you know what's ringing in my head? I think the train. Have, Oh, yeah, there's the train. <laughs> so, so Mike records Sorry. next to the train tracks. Anytime oh. the train rings, it's an all drink. Oh, okay. It's an all drink. Well,
2: Perfect timing. Cheers, tonic. gentlemen.
0: Cheers, cheers boys. I hope, cheers. I hope I did it justice, Duke.
2: I hope
1: you did, too. I'm sure you did. That's
2: pretty damn good, my friend. Well, this is a strong one. You, you got a double. You got a double. And I got yeah. a double, well, too, I, I, well, too. all so right. We got, we got doubles. My, so. Mine's a
0: double as well. So. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I know how to do it. I know how to do Any, it. It's,
1: so, it is. Our tradition on the show is anytime—Mike hates the train. I love it. Anytime the train goes by, it's an all-drink for us and the audience.
2: Well, you know, if you go out to Calgary, you ought to take the train, the Canadian train, across Canada. It's an incredible trip.
1: I would absolutely love to do that. That would be life-changing, man. From, like, Toronto
2: or something. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And Canada is a beautiful country. That's Mm -hmm. wild. And then when you get to Calgary, you want to keep going into the Canadian Rockies and into— uh, Vancouver, you know, all the uh, into British Columbia. So it's that's just the farther a, territory west, that's right? That's all the way across. Right, right, right. Alberta's Al- one from— Alberta's the second one in got it, from, got it, from okay. the Pacific,
3: yep.
1: My, my thought, though, with the Calgary Stampede, Mike, is I have to imagine with the world's biggest rodeo, there's some people there that have some good— Boilermaker stories absolutely some real drinkers that have seen some shit so we've been doing this new series That'll be starting to come out on our bonus content on patreon You're called just the plugging away, man called, I am. I'm shameless. I'm shameless called the Boilermaker tapes And what we do is we're inviting people to join us to tell one great bar story I like it one great bar story We have a we have a shot of whiskey and a beer and we and we really get into it on one great bar story, but um, We have a lot more than that for you tonight uh, Duke, now that we've got our drinks mixed up, why don't you tell me, uh, tell me in the audience a little bit of your background, of how you got into the restaurant business. We call this our drinkton. Um, This is kind of how you first got into the business. Maybe some of the different jobs you've held, like you know you mentioned uh, doing sure. some stadium beer, and then yeah. where you are now in, in, in the business.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know when I turned 18. It's interesting. It was the same year that the drinking age in this country went down to 18. It's now it's hmm. back up to 21. But I'm an old guy, so I mean I just have to admit that. So <laughs> when when <laughs> you don't the, have
1: two people can't see of the mind. <laughs> when friend. the drinking age for went all down, they know you're 35 and just as that's handsome right. as when ever. When the drinking <laughs> age
2: went down to 18, and we all turned 18 in um, in high school, we said, "Man, we can go to the bars." So we did. As soon as on July 1st of 1974 is when it happened. And so, you know, we were the first class or the first year of that the drinking age went down That's for. pretty cool. So, so and Kevin, he was in on that. <laughs> he was in on a lot of those uh, bar jaunts. But Shout so, out. So, so that was right at the beginning. And then, you know, um, I mean, I went to school. I moved to New York City. New York City is the city that never sleeps. Um, I, have, I mean, all my friends I met at bars. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a bar fly, but I, I love bars. I love the people in them. And Anyway, so I came back to Baltimore, and I got a job selling beer at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. This, this is, is the old stadium, not the new Camden yards. This is yards. my dream
1: job, Duke. This oh, is my dream well, it job. Was a, it was
2: a great job. I loved it. I mean, I would go in there. And I, for Orioles games. For Orioles games, and yeah. I had to work my way up. At first, they gave me Cokes to sell, and I said, listen, I don't want to sell Cokes. I want to sell beer. And finally, I got up to beer level because you have to have seniority, and I was selling Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I'll tell you, the the, the drinkers of Paps Blue Ribbon, they're some of the greatest people, they would be waiting for me, and they would call me from two sections over if the other Paps guy wasn't there. They knew me. I was Mr. Paps Blue Ribbon. And <laughs> I did DDR. that for the entire year of 1984, which was happened, happens to be the same year that the Orioles were the reigning world champions. That's right. Because That's right. they won the World Series in 83.
1: I'm sure the money was flowing for the, the beer money was vendors flowing. that year. The tips
2: huh? were good, and... Um, And I, you know, I I love to drink beer, so I only had to sell beer until the seventh inning. And at the seventh inning, I'd turn back in my my tray, and I'd take off my smock, and I'd sit down and have a beer um, and watch the last two innings of the game. So um, that was great. That was great. Then I moved to Canada. Um, This is in my 20s now. And... um, there was this one bar that we really loved it, was, it had pool tables in it had great beer i already love it it had a stage it had a stage it had a piano in it and i'm a piano player and mm. it went bankrupt what, what was it called mm. when it you was gone. called the vat okay and it yes. went bankrupt and so me and some friends at the vat we started going to other places and say well what are we going to do about the vat and i said and somebody mentioned he just said in the bar he said well duke why don't you and terry um try to reopen the vat, buy it, because it went bankrupt. And I said, well, how in the world are we going to do that? And Terry said, well, Duke, I just won the lottery.
1: And I said, oh, (laughs) man, that's
2: pretty good.
1: Hold on, (laughs) hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. you're, You're blowing right by something here. Let's back up for a second here. Um, I've had a lot of drinking buddies in in my day. You're looking at one of them, all right, on the other side uh, of this this uh, camera here. Now, he and I used to go to a bar called Otto Bar, which is still in business. That was our that was our vat, man. Okay. It had pool tables and karaoke, and yeah. and you had to pay in cash, and they kept. They kept your uh, your tab on written cards, so they would lose drinks all the time and lose your tab. It was and they'd amazing. They had metal shows in the, a, in the downstairs. Oh, they had metal the shows. In, oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. Where and was this place? Right down in in uh, in Charles Village in Baltimore. Okay. And it was here's the thing. We lived on 27th in Maryland. The bar was on 26th in Howard. We could seriously. We could walk out of our house, stumble down my steps drunk, and then we'd be at the front door at Audubar. It was fantastic. And then stumble back. Yeah, and stumble yeah. back, too. Yeah. It was awesome. Exactly. A lot of nights we didn't even make it back. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a good place. But if, yeah. if Mike had told me, Steve, Audubar's for sale and I just won the lottery, I would have slapped him <laughs> yeah. so hard in the face. I would be like, don't joke with me. Don't toy with my emotions <laughs> like that. I'm fragile. I'm fragile. So let's back up. What, how does Terry win the
2: lottery? Well, he—I I mean, see, I don't really play the lottery, and I didn't know he had won the lottery. Um, I, I was—I, you know, was there in, in Alberta in Red Deer. I was teaching at he the college. He was keeping it close to the vest. He was keeping it close to the vest, which best. is but a smart thing to do. If he you play won by the Terry. Terry, smart guy. Very smart yeah. thing to do. But then we were all the vat shut down. It went bankrupt. So we were at another place, which was okay, but it, we didn't like it that much. And somebody mm-hmm. just said, and and he said, Duke, why not you and Terry? And, and Terry said he won, he, he just won, he won $100,000. Okay, not a huge lottery thing, but it's pretty good size of money.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, so I went back to my wife and I said, listen, um, there's a proposition that Terry and I buy the VAT or, or reopen it and bring it out of its, you know, bankruptcy, but it's going to be 50-50. So I need to take a second loan out on the house. And she said, absolutely not. And I said, well, now, Louise, of course, we're going to do this. We got to do this. This is something that I really want to do. This is a man's dream to own a bar, especially in my dream. So she finally said, oh, okay, but listen, it's all on you. So I took a second loan out on our house, and Terry and I each put in X amount of dollars, a lot of money, and we opened it. We, we jackhammered out so much of it and put in a new stage because it's a, it's a live music place. It seats mm-hmm. 200 people, Damn! Oh, wow. and, I didn't know it was that big. Yeah, it has a the pool room is one where the bar is, and then in the back room is another bar and a great big stage. And, Holy shit! Uh, uh, the ceilings go. I mean, we, it's called the vat because it's in what used to be the Carling Brewery, Carling Black Label Brewery. That's the building that it's in. And in fact, the room where our bar is was the vat where the vats were, the beer oh, house cool. when they when they brewed okay. the beer. That's pretty. That's pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, so that's why. So that's why we didn't want to change the name when we. Pulled mm-hmm. it out of bankruptcy. We just said we want to keep the name. That's beautiful. And so, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah That's a, so. that's a very
1: classy move by you too. Seriously. Well, yeah. And, uh, so. a, a lot of a lot of city folk would have come in, bought that place, slapped a Ruby Tuesday sign on, the yeah, floor. exactly, yeah. And, yeah. and and ruin, <laughs> and ruin that bar, and it probably would have changed hands ten times over the next ten years. And and I, I love that you guys kept the name. So yeah, yep. yeah. And it's still in business. It's still in business. I love it, man. Twenty that's awesome. twenty.
2: Three years now we've still in business. Now I moved back here to Maryland, so I don't have a whole lot. I never did have things to do with it, running it, but I'm half owner. So um, you know, I whenever I go back up there, last time was before COVID, so it's been a while, but. Um, I'll be looking forward to going back up as soon as I can.
1: I, I promise cool. you this. We will be at the VAT the one day in the very near future. That is that a trip that awesome. we have to take. And there. your drinks are on me.
0: That oh, all right. Do that, all you right. right. I love it. I love Don't it. Don't
1: threaten me with a good time. See, hey, that's, I gotta, what, that's what we really use this pod for, is to weasel our way into
0: the in <laughs> drinks. I've got to ask, uh, what kind of music do, typically comes through there?
2: Well, it's called a blues club. But, oh, um, cool, I cool. mean, cool. We, we have everything. I mean, blues – Rock. I mean, um, um, we have a Bagpiper that comes in with a rock band. Oh, um, nice. um,
0: I mean, ACDC what, did it, you know. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, it, it's all kinds, but it's called a blues club. Um, cool. But it's it's all kinds of music. And there's a piano in there. One of the first things we bought when we reopened it was a piano because I'm a piano player, and I you know play the piano all the time. How many
0: uh, times do people ask you to play Piano Man?
2: Every, oh, my God. Well... <laughs> Almost every time I'm there, yes, yes, <laughs> and, 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 and it, I did play it, and I did play it,
0: <laughs> and, 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 and it
1: brought me some tips. And, and yeah, when you, there
0: you go, some bread, right? And, and bread when you obviously <laughs> get,
1: when you obviously get sick of playing piano, man, as every piano player does at some point, um, what do you do to, to to turn these people away? Do you give them a con? You say, look, here's a free drink. Leave me alone. I'm not playing. I don't do '80s Joel, sir. No, no, no! I'll say I'll get to that in a minute, and then I play Mozart. <laughs> okay, and there you go. they
2: love Mozart. It's amazing because I'm thinking that's gonna—they're gonna go, but they sit there in silence and stare and watch and cheer even more than they do really? for, for for Piano Man.
1: You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's got to be awe-inspiring in some way. You well, know I'm a mean? classically
2: trained pianist, so so yes. that's wow. that's what I'm trained to do. But what I really like to do is classic rock, like Piano Man. Roundabout by Yes, you know Knights nice. in White Satin of the Moody
0: Blues, Very Stairway
2: cool. to Heaven of Led Zeppelin. Those are the things Yes, that all I right.
0: Do, well, I, but, we're coming out. We're coming yeah. out. You gotta play. You gotta be there to play piano so, and uh, get us so, some free drinks. Yes, you, you don't, it don't. Sounds know. like my kind of place.
1: Yeah, it, it <laughs> is Mike's kind of place. You don't know this yet, Duke, but and and I think you guys are going to become fast friends on Saturday night at the elopement. But um, Mike is the most. The, the foremost music aficionado in my life. I mean, this is a guy that constantly, when I'm with him, has new music, has stuff I've never heard, has turned me on to so many things. I mean, I still remember to this day, the first band you ever introduced to me was Eagles of death, death Metal. And I was Ooh. like, well, that's a stupid name. And then I started listening to him. I was like, oh my God, I love this band so much. Yeah. So you two are going to, I think, really vibe on the on the uh, music historian uh, kind of round. Yeah, I mean, I sure. Think that he, sounds You, you both good. have such a reverence for that. Looking forward to it. Looking At, forward yeah, to absolutely. it. And it looks like we have a, a little, another guest joining us. Yeah, What's Dakota, my
2: dog. My, she's, she is a flat coat retriever. She's a rescue. A flat coat retriever is a cross between an Irish setter and a Newfoundland hound and uh, she's one of the great dogs that I've ever had. I've had dogs all my life, but she's right up there with the top. She's soft nice. as hell
1: and she's adorable. It's she's right got here. she's got safe eyes and and she lets Steve in this house. <laughs> that's I, right. She, she allowed go. me. She allowed me to come in and record the pod in in the Duke Palace tonight, but I'll <laughs> tell you this is now I think our fifth dog on the pod. I'm Very. am even keeping ex- count I else. have <laughs> been keeping count for you. You know, it, hopefully we get up to 12 and we can do a doggy calendar. All the dogs have been go. on the pod. But I'm um, happy go. to add Dakota to the mix. Good dog, Dakota. Yeah, she's yes, she's a great dog. Yes, you're a cutie, aren't you? But all right, that's cool, man. Well, I appreciate you giving us kind of a look at, uh, you know, really how you got into the business. I'm forever jealous that you got to serve beer at Memorial Stadium. To this day, one of my dream jobs is to be one of the beer runners and at at Orioles games, work a whole summer. Um, There's a couple reasons. One, they look like they make decent money, right? That cash is flowing. You you do. Number two, I have crazy energy. I have been described as a spaz more than a few (laughs) times in my life. And number three... No one is louder than me. I was born to scream and yell at the top of my lungs, and
2: that's what you need to be able to do. That's right. If you're selling beer in a stadium,
1: if you know what, I don't think any of my former grade school teachers or high school teachers listen to this pod. But if they did, they're rolling their eyes because they know how many times they said, "Steven, inside voice," <laughs> and that's the type of job where you don't need one. I used so- to. I used to tell my high school uh, principal I'm going to be uh, one of the Orioles beer vendors one day because then I don't have to use it inside voice anymore. So do anymore. Y-
0: you have a signature call-out? For me? Yeah.
1: Well, well, I I, I actually want to switch this question to Duke, but my signature call-out call, uh, call out would be just the classic, Beer's here! Beer's here! Nobody's fasting, nobody's colder! Beer's here! That's what <laughs> I would do. No,
2: I just had the typical one,
1: ice-cold beer here! Oh, I, that's was, solid
2: ice cold beer here very solid and, and when I was doing the um, 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 Pabst Blue Ribbon PBR and that's all you had to say is PBR <laughs> because it. the PBR people they, they, they were, that's, and that's all they drink that, that's all they they're drink they're loyal they won't touch they're Budweiser loyal, they won't sure. touch Stroh's they had Stroh's back in that day they won't touch any of the other Schlitz? beers Little Schlitz Schlitz was up in the, up the, up the scene in that business. Schlitz was in the scene but no PBR, PBR Pabst Blue
1: Ribbon my dad was a Schlitz drinker you know, I drink Schlitz. Yeah, when we first, you know, uh, when we first moved to uh, Baltimore, when I was a wee lad, we went to a few uh, games at Memorial Stadium before they shut it down and opened yeah, Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah, And uh, I still have very strange. Uh, foggy memories of being a young child at Memorial Stadium. Well, maybe you
2: were there in 1984 when I was, maybe I was well, younger. I wasn't born server. yet then. Oh. He was a
0: twinkle in his father's eye. Oh, I wasn't, even a, okay, trink- I wasn't okay. even a
1: twinkle in his ball sack at that point. I, my <laughs> parents got married in 84, my now, friend. Now, make,
0: a, make us feel really bad and tell us how much did a PBR cost when you yes, were yes. there. Yes, oh, yes. These you are know, the questions, uh, Well, Michael. let
1: me
2: tell you, um, the, the, the test to be able to be a beer vendor at Memorial Stadium, you had to be able to do math quickly. Oh, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And because so, you, so, so somebody ordered three beers. Um, you had, and they gave you a twenty-dollar bill. You had to know exactly how much change to get them. I really don't remember, but this is way back in 1984. It was way more than it would have been at a bar. But mm-hmm. that's just the way it was. But what do you? I, think? I have. If
1: I'm, you had to ballpark it, <laughs> Ball in parking. 1984,
2: yeah, nice. I'm thinking it was probably like a dollar seventy-five. God, God saying, damn! It. Come
1: on, you
0: can't get a you can't even get a beer at a no. bar or a concert. No, for like but at that time, but
2: at that time, at happy hour at um, a bar, at least a bar I went to, um, uh, a draft beer was twenty-five cents.
0: <laughs> oh wow. So this
2: Mike, was we were this was 75 <laughs> we so this in the is wrong time. 7 times more expensive than a happy
1: hour draft at a bar. Well no doubt. I mean I was just uh you know I went to a bunch of Orioles games this past year. It was one of the cool things that as COVID kind of eased up you could do a lot of and um I'll tell you uh the cheap beers the cheap beers at, at Camden Yards are like 950. Oh I know. Oh those it, are that, those now they got craft beers they got stuff that are 10 12 11 you know. Uh, all this money, but O to be.
2: You got to take a lot of money to go to the Camden Yards. Absolutely. O to be a child of the 70s and 80s. By the way, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney is coming to yeah. Camden Yards on June the 12th, and the
1: tickets go on sale tomorrow morning. Not only is Paul McCartney coming to Camden Yards, but guess who's bartending the event? That's right, your man sitting right here next really? to you. I happen to know the man who's organizing all the bartenders for the event, and oh he asked me if I would guess god. bartend. Oh my wow. god! That's so not really only am cool. I going for free, I'm getting paid, bitches. Very nice. Man. That'll be fun, man. Very excited. Very excited. I'm a little but, jealous right now. Um. Okay.
2: I'm gonna freshen up my duquila
1: here. You do that. Right. You do that, and I'll give you a little, uh, little air time, uh, little, little leeway. Um, but that was a fantastic background. I mean, like, what are the odds? That as you're thinking about buying your favorite dive bar, your best friend just won the lottery wins the fucking yeah, lottery. What are the odds? Yeah, I about, know, so? I know. It, I,
2: it was amazing. Um, my eyes just kind of went wide and I looked at him. I said, You won the lottery? <laughs> and
1: um, he says, Yep. Did you start drooling? I, I think no, I. No, would... I ordered another beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one was on him, right? Yeah, let's talk about I this. Let's so. talk about this. All right. Well, without i'm not gonna say further ado without further ado no without uh any more hot air spewing out of my mouth here is the gauntlet (laughs) all right duke you have made it to the gauntlet i have you know not just been excited to walk you through this and i'm so happy you came prepared duke not only has notes Mike, they're typed and printed out in front of you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Show show Mike. Show Mike right now. Look at this. Look at this, man. I love this guy.
0: Oh, Uh, You're more prepared than I am. uh, It makes me so happy. I don't want to forget (laughs) my story. I love it. You're more prepared than most of our guests. So
1: I I have not just been excited to put you through this, but also because we have had such a big gap since our last recording. So, um, Duke, question number one. Pet peeves and misconceptions about the service industry. These can be your pet peeves about customers about other uh employees in the bar business or just misconceptions people have about the bar industry
2: well i i mean that's a tough question and i I, because i'm mainly speaking as a bar owner yeah i mean i did bartend begrudgingly a few times when (laughs) we got busy and um and whenever i was behind the bar serving drinks I really wished I was on the other side of the bar drinking drinks. Yes. But, yes. But anyway, so I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to give a, a great answer to that. But I think the main the main thing that I didn't like um, is that some customers would treat the servers, and when I my myself was a, a bartender and serving, treat us as servants. And now that doesn't always happen, and it's the minority, the big minority. But when they do that, then I, as the owner of the bar, I had to, I could handle myself, but I had to look out for my staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was tough sometimes. The Hells Angels came in uh, in the very beginning of our existence, which really upset us. I called the RCMP. That's the Canadian Royal, Canadian Mounted Police. It's the people
1: with the red jackets and the, the lumpy things? Well, no, that's guys. the old. That's the Do um, they come uh, on horseback? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they
2: are still called that. They are still the called Mounties. the RCMP, the Royal <laughs> yeah. Can- Canadian Mounted Police. But um, we finally got rid of them. But when they came whoa, in whoa, in the beginning. Hold on, yeah.
0: hold on, hold on. The Blue Angels, who are, correct Hell's me if Angels. I'm wrong. Hell's Angels, bro. Hey, Hell's angel. okay. For, I can't, I, Angels. Okay. The Blue like Angels fly angel.
1: planes, my yeah. man. I know. Hells I know. Okay. Angels. Look um, how excited
2: he is. He's all uh, just to no, no, no. Hell's Actually, Angels I, can be tough.
0: Yeah. Oh no. I love that even more. So because that's that was that's that's incredible. So the Hells Angels came, so they were raising a little hell. Sorry. They,
2: they came on our opening weekend. Our opening weekend. They knew about it. They were looking for a bar that they could call their own. You know, oh, it was they their were, place. They
1: were trying to come. Like essentially claim your not bar. By,
2: yeah not buy it but it would be their bar like claim and, it as a hell's and Angels. they came in and they gave big big tips to the good looking girls they they uh, gave Terry the other owner and I uh, a lot of shit um, basically what, what's some
1: of the shit we're talking about here well
2: they went up to Terry when he was sitting there on the very first night and the one guy went up and said well I don't think I like you and he put his his finger up and started flicking him in the forehead and I'm standing <laughs> over there and I said and I said. And I I didn't know what to do. And Terry said, Terry just waved his hands. He said, Duke, just just step back. (laughs) So then I decided, okay, I'm going to make this bar a place that they don't like. So I went up to the stage and I said, oh, right. Pull out your tickets, everyone. Whoever gets number 2133 wins a bag of tea. And oh, who has that? And so I try to make the Hell's Angels think this is not the bar they want.
1: Like it's a little soft. It's a little too soft. It, it's for a them. little bit
2: too queer,
3: or whatever. <laughs>
2: this, and so, this and is I, this I, is no, I no, I know I did that on the spur of the moment, and then I kept doing it, and they were looking at me, and and Terry was no longer being flicked in the forehead, and um, they started to leave, but they came back for a few more nights, but then I had the RCMP in part in cars out in our parking lot. And that's how we got rid of them. We really? made we made it seem like a queer bar, or not queer, but a a, a pansy bar, and and, and we had our presence. CMP. Yeah, yeah, got some cop presents. We got some cop presents. So that's how we got rid of them. But anyway, about misconceptions. I mean, they were great to the female servers. Um, they were not good to the male servers. Um, I I I just I just think that some customers, not even Hell's Angels, think that servers are our servants yeah, and they're not yeah, yeah. they are your
1: friends and yeah. and you, the more friendly you are to them the, the better the better service yes, you're going to get yes, that's exactly. what seems to be lost on so many exactly and, and so watch.
2: that's a misconception by uh, a lot of the customers Can not I, not the majority but the minority yeah, like Can like i you
0: said it's a, it's a minority absolutely it's a minority I, it's I, a I minority would imagine imagine most of those people were from out of town because Canadians are famously polite and I actually I deal with some Canadians um through my through my work and I'm always I it, it never it, it's always so refreshing when I talk to them on the phone because they are incredibly polite every single one that I've dealt with it's it just it, it's it's incredible so yeah
2: yeah I, I know yeah, I we, we 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 almost we criticize ourselves as being too polite. I mean, you know, oh, well, what can I do for you now? Oh, are you okay? You know, I mean, I mean, Canadians are almost too polite sometimes. But, no, I, I,
1: I hear you. So but, I got a, I got one question yeah, for you. Yeah, sure. Um, of all the times that you begrudgingly bartend, <laughs> uh, okay, bartended ba- at, at the vat, please tell me that there was one time where somebody griped to you um, or wasn't uh, being too kind to you, and said, "I'd like to see the manager." And you just did a three three sixty spin here, you know, and just looked him right in the face. How can I help you? Well, I, I'm the owner. Well, I'd like to see the owner. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Well, there, uh, the only time I can think of, just off the spur of the moment, with that question, is I was, you know, there, kind of monitoring the servers and and just trying to make sure uh, customers were getting their drinks. Um, you know, in in, in a good amount of time, and they weren't waiting too long, and we were fairly crowded. It was a happy hour on a Friday night, and um, so I was kind of helping pour draft beers. We had these great, big, nice 18-ounce beer glasses, and so I was serving them and handing them out, and anyway, one person thought I was, you know, the bartender or the server, and he, he said, when I gave him a beer, he says, hey, come over here, and so I went over and he goes, look at this. Look at this beer glass. There's a big, long, black hair along the side of it. And I said, oh, well, listen, sir, I'm really sorry about that. I'll take this from you, and um, I'll get you another one. So I went and got another one, and the hair was on the outside of the glass. And this is when I go in. Anyway, so I brought him his beer. And I said, listen, let me know if there's any other troubles you know, eh, during your stay here, and, and thank you for coming to the vat. And then I took the beer that had the, the hair on the outside of it, Pulled it off, and I drank it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Tell
1: me you did it right in front of him, not Rick. No, I did not do it in front of I him. I did not do it in front of him. I would have stared right into his
0: no. soul. No, He's no, a professional. No. I, I, I can already tell Duke's got some class, Steve. Something he does. you and I both are like. You want your customers to come back. That's right. You want your
1: customers to come back. <laughs> that's right. you well, that's, why, you, come that's back. why you've been in business for 23 well, years. Well, that's right. that's right. Maybe what we really need to do is is stop calling Canadians too polite and, and just let – and just really label it. They just have more class than us, uh, American <laughs> yeah. Southerners. Us down to the south, you know. So, um, all right. So, best tips number two. Best tips and worst tips. Tell us, kind of, any stories you have about the, the the highs and lows of the tip game.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to go from two sides of this. Um, yeah. First of all, I was I was a teacher at, at the college in 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 Red Deer up there, and I would go to the uh, Rathskeller which was the college bar, and there was this one guy who was a server there. He was so good. Um, I think his name was Bryce. But anyway, um, he was so good, and I had been there a few times, and, but he was just he was so – he did everything right, and he was always checking on you. So my bill this one night was like $40, and I decided I, – I was feeling really good. I, I decided to leave him a tip of $140. So I did so. And he immediately tried to catch me as I was walking out the door. He said, oh, I can't accept this. And I said, excuse me? And he said, no. I said, he said, you've broken the record. This is the best tip that anybody's ever – I said, that's not why I did it. I did it because, you know, I'm feeling like you you could – you, he's a student at the college. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you earned this. Yeah, you earned you, this. You earn this. I mean, I don't do this all the time, but I do. About once a year, I'm going to give a pretty good tip, and you just got it because you deserved it. Nice. So, anyway, that was the one side of it. Now, uh, the tips on the other side at the vat where I was serving beer and Pulling hairs off the outside of glasses and drinking <laughs> Dealing, those beers. And, and
1: kicking out hell's
2: angels, and kicking yeah. out yeah, hell's just, angels. Yeah,
0: just a regular day in life. Yeah, a regular you know? day
2: work, and cleaning up the women's bathrooms. By the way, cleaning up bathrooms. You know, I was the one who had to clean up bathrooms on Saturday and Sunday mornings, which were the worst nights because that's, that's Friday night and Saturday. Yeah. And the women's bathrooms were, my God, so much worse than the men's. I mean, the Preach. men would, the men would pee on the floor and pee on the, but the women would puke back there in their toilet stalls <laughs> and they'd leave their you know what's in and in, in, in try not to clog up the toilet i mean the, I the feel women's o- thing was so much worse than the men's and yeah, i did that ladies. for two and a half
0: years i feel oddly vindicated right now yeah. why do
1: i feel that way why i don't i i, I, I just
0: think it's because men get a rap for being yeah, gross and everything yeah, and, and, thank you. ladies we're everybody's gross just accept damn it. we're right. all we're all just a bunch of animals all you right? poop too yeah
3: yeah
2: <laughs> So so anyway, I'm not sure how I got off on that tangent, but as far as the best tip I ever got, um, I was there at the VAT and I was, you know, helping people out and doing my thing and then um, there's a the piano is there and so I had a little bit of time, so I went over and sat down and played the piano and, and Mike, I don't think it was uh, Piano Man, uh, I think it might have been Roundabout by Yes.
0: Great song. Yeah. It was
2: a great tune and I had my own arrangement of it, Piano solo, and I played it and I played a few other tunes played some Beatles. I played, you know, I, I I played for about 20 minutes, and then I got up and went back to the bar. So, all of a sudden, the server comes up and says, "Duke, you have a $200 tip here." And it was it was from all, the piano all, top. All You're saying
1: from the piano top.
2: Pardon? You're, this is a tip from the piano top. No, this was a tip on the table. It said to do oh
1: oh for, okay okay, the, okay. The, the,
2: the, the, there's a group of about six or eight people there i still to this day don't know who it was i don't know if it was a he or a she um i tried to find out to do exactly what the the student at the college tried to you know, yeah. you know yeah. tried to do <laughs> no, for me no, to no, give dude. it back but i couldn't find out who it was wow. and then i realized well i really shouldn't because that's you know you should be gracious and yeah. say thank you so i say it right now to whoever you were he or she in canada I thank you for that two hundred dollar tip for me playing roundabout, by Cheers! Yes. Cheers, to this. Yes. Cheers to that! Oh, all right. Cheers.
0: Cheers to that! Right? Cheers. to That's a good I one. It. I like that a lot.
1: <laughs> on that note, Mike, you want to team up for number
0: three? Sure. Yeah. So number three, so worst drink orders. Now, this isn't necessarily hairs on the drink, but we're talking about <laughs> maybe maybe the worst drink that a bartender has ever made for you, or when, as Steve put, where as, you know when you were begrudgingly serving. Were were there any drink orders that you got that you, you know, had to roll your eyes that they were either just really bad drinks that somebody shouldn't be drinking in public or they were just a pain in the ass to make?
2: Well, my my first um, answer to are are there any, you know, bad drink orders? I say there's no such thing as a bad drink order because a drink order is business. You know, again, I'm speaking from an owner's perspective a, a little bit now from a server's perspective. I mean, uh, I guess you could say that if you don't know how, you don't know what the drink is, and I didn't. When I was bartending, serving, helping serve, you know, draft beers, somebody might come up and say, oh, I need this. And I didn't even know what it was, so I turned to the other person and I said, listen, do, do, you, do, you know, do you know what this drink is? And she would say, yes, I do. So she would make it. Well, she only allowed me to stay back behind the bar with her one night because the next night, because I didn't know how to make any drinks. I mean, I was the owner. <laughs> And I, I was just back there to help uh, you know yeah. do the beer, so that was that's my response um, to um, to um, the the bad you know the the bad drink orders as far as um, the other part of your question was the the or- bad drink made for you the bad I drink made a, the bad yeah. drink oh whoa oh my god oh and I've had many um, arguments not just not at my bar because they know when I order a drink. They give me a double, (laughs) a a duke double. uh, Well, a a double or at least one and a half. Um, There has been bars where I've been to, and there's no alcohol in the drink. I was in Ireland one time actually, and we all ordered martinis, and we 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 got the martinis and we tasted them, and they tasted like water. And we said to the woman, well, uh, the, the the waitress. Well, what's this all about? She goes, well, we, we put an ounce in there. Well, can we see your ounce glass? And she brought this little tiny thing. It looked like a thimble. Anyway, so we said, can you just bring us the bottle of vodka and put it on the table? And just charge us whatever you want. We're going to kind of Im- improve our martinis. It-
1: <laughs> We're going to improve. improve. And, and I, I gotta say, look, one of the one of the pet peeves that gets brought up on the show all the time is when somebody says, "Hey, can you help me out?" or "Can you make the drink stronger?" or Can yeah. you give me another Couple shot? Couple extra
0: seconds. And, yeah. and
1: look, look, if if you walk into a bar and you say, "I'll pay whatever I need to pay," that's mm-hmm. one thing. But well, that's what we did, and and that's fine. If you're if you're trying to juice um, extra, you know, extra pour uh, without maybe having a relationship with that bartender, you need right. to understand the context. However, however. I will say of all drinks that you could have ordered to detect an amount of alcohol, a martini yeah. is yeah. the stiffest it gets. It's yeah. like ninety percent booze. I know. If it does not taste like booze, then you that
2: drink up. Well, and I don't get me wrong, I, I just didn't know, but they didn't seem to know what a martini was. They brought us out like 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 um, you know, whiskey glasses, and they weren't even martini glasses, but they put a little bit of vodka in the bottom and and tried to mix it with some vermouth or something it was awful we, we finally said just bring us the bottle of vodka <laughs> we'll and ourselves. charge us whatever you want because <laughs> we want real martinis and we will we will
0: adjust them yeah. that's
1: that's just resourcefulness right there, right there so um okay number 4 ultimate mistakes fuck ups these can be yours or your co-workers
0: or in this case your employees
1: yes yeah wow new little little twist to the category tonight Okay. Ultimate mistakes or
2: f- or flip ups.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the class. For some reason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. my, my mom my mom, who's our, our most loyal fan, is going to love this episode. Yes, she She's is. gonna love it. Okay.
2: Um well, I think the biggest mistake I ever made was getting behind the bar because I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm doing back there. And, you know, this is when we first opened at the VAT. Um, now, now, at Baltimore Memorial Stadium, I was good. I was PBR man, and I, I would go back and get my new trays of beer. I was good. But at the VAT, I was behind the bar, and I think I did try to make a, a drink one time, a gin and tonic. And I think I put water into it instead of um, um, tonic. Okay. and of course they came back and and you know I I'm this the, drink
1: doesn't have enough alcohol in it <laughs> yeah. it tastes like water no no just bring the no, bottle it, of chicken to the table no god fizz. damn it it
2: had no fizz it had because <laughs> I, I put water in it instead of uh tonic and uh and also it had no sugar because water has no sugar tonic has yeah sugar sweet and Sweethead. fizz yeah so that but i'm the one that made the Screw ups, yeah, flip well that, ups. That's a, I, I'm see. i it's hard for me to use bad words on this podcast, but um, <laughs> that's fine. Flip no, no, no. You
1: talk. Listen, you talk as you see fit. Listen, many years in this business have turned me into a foul mouth sailor, and there's nothing I can really do about it. Okay, I'm a quick talker, and it flows out of me uh, mostly without any thought. You know, it just kind of spews out of my mouth like hot yeah, air. It's, so
0: it's kind of it's unfortunate because we replace instead of having a diverse vocabulary, we just use curse words yeah it's it's it, 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 it's not very becoming
1: as as we talked about on this show my mother always challenges me uh, to be more creative she goes you're using shock value as what you think is creativity but you need to understand the, the clear difference between the two so we are trying we're trying to improve on that but that's a good one
2: I okay well i just have one more thing no. to say about the, the the screw up and stuff this is your show baby no 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 because okay this is this is when i'm i'm, I'm there as the owner and I come in. I used to come in on afternoon sometimes, sometimes on Friday at happy hour, just to monitor the situation. Um, and I, I would sit off to the side. And one, one day I came in there, and um, it, I think it was Friday happy hour, and it was just getting started. It was like 4.30, so people hadn't really started coming in yet. And at this point, you could still smoke in, in a bar.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't
2: now, but you could at that time. So I'm sitting off to the side as the owner. And I see the three waitresses that we have hired for the night and they're all, you know, looking pretty and they're all dressed up because that's going to give them good tips, all that type Mm -hmm. of thing, which is exactly what they should do. So they're sitting there and they're up near the corner of the bar and they're all smoking cigarettes and that's fine. That's fine because you could smoke in bars at that time. And this guy walks in, um, it's about 444, 445 and he walks in and he looks around and he sits down at a table. And I'm sitting kind of maybe three tables away from him because it wasn't full at the point at that time. There's a lot, and I'm watching, and I'm watching the girls, our three uh, waitresses, and I'm thinking, what the flip? What the flip? Did you not see this man come in? And so I get up, and as I get up to go over to them to try and get them to go over and serve, this man who just walked in, he gets up and walks out. <laughs> so,
1: wait, wait, wait. So they're, they're chain-smoking cigarettes? They're
2: chain-smoking cigarettes. and this a customer. a customer comes in, sits down. He sat it was for a minute, a minute and a half before <clears> I got up to go over to them. And then when he walked out, I went up to him and said, What the hell are you girls doing? You're smoking cigarettes? And the customer just came in, sat for two minutes, and then left? And They apologized. I said, "Listen, if that happens again, you're not going to be working here anymore. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a businessman. I put a lot of money into this bar, and if we're not going to accommodate customers that come in, you're just
1: not going to be here." Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they,
2: they, they, they never did it again. I like it. They hey, listen, never it's did it again. Very reasonable. Yep. You got to put your,
1: you got to put your foot down. You got to put your foot down. It makes sense. Yeah. Well. Um, And maybe we need to talk about, uh, save a little bit more of that elaboration for firing quitting stories. What Duke's wrath would truly be like if he had to fire (laughs) somebody. um, uh, I I mean, you just set me up with a great transition. I mean, you're talking about smoking in a bar, which is now definitely off limits. Can't Um, do that anywhere. Number five, health code violations. What have you seen in this business? Now, obviously, you've talked about you're a bar owner. So I want you to... Uh, you know, we always say for this category, Mike. What do we say?
0: Protect the innocent and the guilty.
1: That's right. So we don't want you to incriminate yourself or others. But you know, if you have if if you have any examples of health code violations you've seen in the bar business, or, or uh, firsthand, or at other bars.
2: Well, um, I have two responses to this. One is um, so so, um, bars in Canada closed at two o'clock, two a.m., and our bar did too. And so. You could serve up to 2 o'clock, but you had to be out by 3. I mean, it was actually very generous. They gave right, you yeah. an hour down here in
1: it's the United 1 States. One thirty, you got to be out by 2, yeah. Yeah, you get yeah, most like a places. half hour,
2: but they give you an hour. So um, then there's these little um, 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 detectives um, from the Al- Alberta Liquor Control Board who come around, and they pretend that they're ordering a drink. Well, they come in after 2.00 order a drink ah, and of course we operate. want business yeah. so we we tend to serve these people even if it's like five past two two fifteen, two yeah, fifteen. Yeah, right, right, right so we did that and we got caught we mm-hmm. got caught and we had to pay i don't know fifteen hundred dollar fine and so you know that that was that was the one thing on that so th- that was not so good <laughs> that's an actual legitimate violation <laughs> yeah and i
0: bet you quit serving after two o'clock after that happened one well, time we did
2: we did yeah. we did we did and um um, uh, uh, there was another part to your question, which I'm forgetting right now. Uh, ask that question again. If you, uh,
1: you know, I think a lot of times when people think health, health code violations, are like, oh, okay. Mouse, okay. Mouse I got it. I, I, you know, I got it. Roach now. came out of my salad. You know, if you, yeah, was, I, I got it now. Okay. Now You did tell us one earlier about how the guy found a hair on the side of his Yeah. Clothes, but that's oh not
2: yeah. Serious. But I pulled the hair off and I drank that yeah, beer. So that, that beer's fine. Yeah, that beer's <laughs> No fine. health code violation there. But our kitchen, see, just like here in Harford County in Maryland, Mike, where, where you're coming here on month, on, on Saturday, um, you have to have food with your yeah. drinking. Yep. And if you don't, you know, certain counties are you're limited ways. with your liquor license. You're limited with how much liquor you can serve if you don't have food, unless you're a farm brewery. Yeah. Like the Hopkins Farm Brewery. Right. Right. Doesn't even need any food. They can just serve beer, beer, beer. But anyway, so um, we had to have food. So we didn't have much of a kitchen, and. I never understood when the inspectors would come in from year from every six months or whatever it was, how the hell did we pass inspection? Because (laughs) our kitchen was grotesque. I mean, it was it was it was I mean the food in the even the food in the refrigerator, I mean, I, I don't wanna say it had mold on it, but I mean, you know, it was just grotesque. Protect I, yourself. I, I didn't, I know this is years ago. This is at the beginning of our, our, our existence. Yeah. I didn't even
0: eat the food at the back. <laughs> I, I gotta know go. what, what was your uh, menu like?
2: Oh, it was all fast food, fried foods. Yeah. Um, um, it, it, was it, was right, right. it was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible food. And somehow we passed inspection every time. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay's nightmare, right? Was it,
1: <laughs> again, is it because the food inspector is Canadian and he's too nice to shut you down? Well, is everybody's Canadian is?
2: Everybody's Canadian up there. I think we might have known him. I think we might have known who the ah. inspector was. And said, oh, did you
0: guys, did, did you serve poutine? Yes. Oh, yes. God. All Listen, right.
2: I love poutine. Poutine is a great Great. How do you take your they poutine? They should have that poutine. here. They should have that here. How do you take yeah. your poutine?
1: I like the gravy. Okay, but do you do it? Do you do it? Curds and gravy. You do it all. I like all of it. Okay. Yeah. So fries, yeah curds, I, I'm, I'm curds, the gravy. full meal deal guy. Yeah.
2: Curds and gravy and wonderful French fries. Yeah. Uh, poutine is. Um, Really cool. So stuff. there is a place that, I didn't know it until I went back there in my twenties. There
1: is a place in Baltimore called Local Fry, and it's a French fry only restaurant. They have poutine, oh, that's cool. and they do specialty French fries from all over the world, like all different types. Oh, that's they, actually pretty cool. So they do like an. They do one that's like I get the tandoori fries, which is like an Indian style fry mm-hmm. with all kinds of crazy like curry seasoning on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they do. A legit Canadian poutine and they have the cheese curds cool. and the hot gravy there. I, yeah, I love and,
0: the I love the cheese curds. I love the cheese curds. And that's that's basically what it is for the listeners who may not know what poutine is. No, oh, I was gonna I was past uh, my that one. To didn't you. Seem like a <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm asking somebody who's Did you who's just have a seizure? Canada. What happened over there? Are you alright? You've been no, I'm drinking asking, too many I, I want, I'm Sorry. That's why I, it's nice to do these in person because yes, you can pick is. up on the body language. Yes, it is. So tell the listeners what poutine is. Yeah. Duke.
2: Oh well, it's French fries. Okay, so when I first went back to Canada in my twenties, and um, I said I'll have some French fries. Would you like gravy with that? And I looked at the woman. I said, "What?" And she said, "Well, poutine." I mean, I know you call it French fries in the U.S. I said, "Oh, let me try it." So I had it just with the gravy, and it was delicious, absolutely yeah. it delicious. Good. So the next time I went up, I, I saw the, the the curds, you know, yeah. which I didn't even know. And and I was I became a big fan of poutine. It's it's basically French fries with
1: gravy and or um, uh, cheese curds. Dude, yeah. d- and Duke, it's delicious. It's so, delicious. So I was introduced to poutine very early because I'm a snowboarder and a skier, mm. and I, I took a lot of a lot of trips to. Um, you know the mountains up in in Canada when i was a kid Mont Blanc? You know, yeah Mont Blanc was yeah. uh, was one of the first ones i ever went to but you know Whistler and all and and some of these well, other Whistler's ones. way the hell yeah, on way the other out, side way out near yeah. Seattle but um and so i was introduced to poutine Not earlier. Seattle Vancouver Right right but i just mean north, north uh, for our american <laughs> listeners uh if you go you know you go straight north of Seattle 100 miles there's Vancouver Yes, Vancouver's yes, back yes. Dead, yes. So, okay okay um but anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the happiest moments of my entire life to this day. Okay, um, I went with a group of buddies in college up to Mont Canada, and I love Mont Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful it's town. Mont Tremblant. Okay, Mont Tremblant. Mont Excuse me. It's Mont <laughs> Excuse, Excuse, right. <laughs> Excuse me. It's French. Show some respect. Excuse me. The only word I know how to say is China. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it does feel like a town that has been picked up out of Switzerland or somewhere in Europe and dropped it, it in It does. It's amazing. It's, it's exactly incredible, right. So um, one of my fondest memories ever is uh, one of the first runs we did of the entire trip. We're all about to get on the gondola. There's a little shack selling poutine. We all got a little... Little carton of, of oh for the gondola ride of, of hot steaming poutine oh my but, god but but wait but wait the gondola ride was not for the poutine the gondola ride was for the smoking of the chiba and so yeah. we're, <laughs> we're 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 having a, a silly cigarette on the way up and we're shotgunning beers and and as we're riding down the mountain me and a couple of my buddies are sitting there eating hot poutine out of out of the carton as we're coming down the mountain on, on our snowboards. Absolutely Holy ar- smokes. Absolutely <laughs> blitz. On your snowboard? Yes. And one of the greatest moments of my entire life now I wanna see ride. a video I'm of that. I'm just shoving yeah. shoving french fries into my face. I wanna yeah, see a video Incredible. of that. Oh I know. I'm not
2: I'm not questioning you, but that is really cool. It was awesome. It was that awesome. Is a cool description of I'm not, I'm Snowboarding not Snowboarding down, Montreux Blanc, eating poutine.
1: Yes, I'm not saying wow. it was a black diamond. Yeah. I'm not saying Stoned all the fries got in my dry. mouth. It doesn't,
2: matter. Say, it doesn't it was, matter. It doesn't
0: matter. I could just see Steve's smiling face. Oh, and he's I was, shoving, shoving gravy-drenched French fries into his mouth. I was, all, was, twisted, just, all, right. I was really all twisted. That
2: is really cool. All right. Well, well, I, I can envision that. It was incredible. I can envision that. <laughs> it was, honestly, wow. to God,
1: it was otherworldly. It was It was wow. a fantastic experience. wow. Look, what an amazing first half. I'm so happy that we're doing this again. We're going to take a little break here, guys. We're going to do our our halftime. We're going to get our drinks freshened up, let Mike smoke a dart. We'll be back with you in just a minute.
0: This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC Powerbox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC Powerbox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit cicpowerbox.com to view our product line. CIC Powerbox. Wherever you go... Go with power.
1: All righty, we are back. My God, my bladder is empty. I feel refreshed and ready to get into the second half of the gauntlet here. Um, I'm glad that everybody uh, is is feeling good. I feel like we have a good energy on this show. You two... Are, are are it's so similar in so many ways that I didn't really understand until we started to put this on wax, and, and I'm really enjoying it. I feel like um this has been the most pleasant pod, you, Duke. You don't know this, but the most pleasant pod between Mike and I. We usually fight. Our like, first
0: one was really good. It,
1: well, yeah, because I was interviewing we, you.
0: We were we were timid. You know, but we
1: were most. You know, we fight a ton. We're actually thinking about doing a, a new series. Um. uh You know, called Couples Therapy, (laughs) where we bring on Dr. Uh, uh, uh you know special doctor to help us with our issues. Well, what's his name? What's I don't name? I don't know if I can reveal it right now. I don't know if I can reveal it. You remember we're trying to keep this a little classed up here. But the point is, we fought minimally, and I think it's because of your calming presence. My well, friend. hey, I
2: think that's what it is. I don't know about that, but anyway, so, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, there we go. Well,
0: well,
1: let's get right into number. So wait, good. yeah,
0: actually, before you do, I do want to say I'm loving the Duquila. Hey, cool and man. I, I I actually added a little bit of apple cider vinegar to mine. It, like, just give it a try just a touch just a touch. tiny drop yeah and you're right i actually enjoy the extra little zing it adds to it exactly um too much you're right would absolutely kill the flavor but what i think is really cool about this is there are so many different types of kombucha that you this this drink is so versatile you know you you can can make a million different ones we have another
2: one over here we've been using trilogy but here's mango turmeric that's what I'm
0: saying. There's Mango so many. Turmeric. There's so many ways that you could, you know, branch right. out and do variations with different kombuchas and, and different flavor profiles. I right, think and really it's cool. all organic probiotic. Yeah, you know, it, 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 that's the best thing. I can get drunk on it, and when people are like, Michael, what's wrong with you? It's like, I'm on a health cake. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, well, and here's the
1: other thing. Here's the other thing. And, you know, Duke mentioned it earlier, but it's important to note. Kombucha is really just fermented tea. Yes. And so another benefit of this drink is it keeps away Hell's Angels. You know? I, that's I mean, exactly right. A <laughs> yeah, exactly. bag of tea for the Hell's Angels. It's like, yeah. You want Come your organic your free kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they started to file out. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, number six, uh, and we this probably you could file the Hells Angels under this, but number oh, six, absolutely. Ratchet and Crazy Customers. Now, when we say ratchet, we're talking about the unruly, the crazy, the weird, but buts. We're also talking about memorable customers, maybe somebody that made an impact on you that was not crazy or weird but was just very kind and, and really went, like, to another level, a customer you'll never forget.
2: Well, okay, I have two, I have two, two, two stories on that, and I'll make them short, um, and I love both of these people. One of them was a regular at the VAT, and, and, you know, he would be there, and one night, I guess he was just feeling a little lost. And he wanted to go home and drink, so he reached across the bar and grabbed a bottle of Ooh. vodka, put it into his coat. I know that game. And 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 started walking out. And um, one of the servers saw this and said something to me, and and Terry. And so we went running out, and we caught, we got, we got him. We said. Jay, what are you doing, man? You can't take that. He goes, No, no, no. I just, I just need a drink at home. I said, Yeah, but you can't take our bottle. You can't take this. Do you want us to call the RCMP? He goes, No, listen. Anyway, so we got the bottle back. But uh, I, I mean, I mean, it, he was, he was a regular. But it was bizarre that he would do that. That he would do that, you know, to us. Reach across the bar. Yeah. It, was, it was towards the end of the night. It was like one thirty, you know, and the bar closes at two. And, and so we, 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 we got him, and, and um, we didn't have to call the police or anything. And he never did it again. So,
1: so let me ask you about Jay. i got to double yeah, down yeah, before yeah. we go to the other story here. So Jay yeah. was a regular there. Was Jay like a friend through the grapevine of you at Terry's, or was he a local? or Is this the type of guy that posted up kind of? No, um,
2: he was just a regular at the bar. A
1: couple days a week he was there.
2: Oh, maybe four days a week. Okay, yeah, I like this more guy. than a
1: couple. Amy Moss would call him a punter. But, look, yeah. look, a lot of our
2: a <laughs> lot of our customers were like it was like cheers. I mean, people came to the vat. The vet was like home. We had Christmas dinner there. Most bars were closed on Christmas Day. Wow. We had okay. Christmas dinner. Wow,
1: so the door opens and Jay walks For in and people. everybody goes, Jay, just like Norm from Cheers. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But So no, was no. Christmas
0: dinner just did it just consist of poutine? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, it was the full turkey deal. Wow, that, right. No, no, but we had, because we, a lot of our regulars didn't have families yeah. or did not have this was their community. place to go. The VAT was their, their home. Yeah. It was their family. And we, we came to realize that. So we did stay open for Christmas Day. That's we did awesome. stay open for Canadian Thanksgiving Day, which is the first weekend of October,
1: not yeah. the way it is here. You might um you might enjoy this you know one of our fir- one of the first pods we ever did was with a, a good friend of Mike's um, who's an incredibly incredibly talented mu- musician Meg McCoy and, and artist um, yeah an artist I mean she just really from she's all doing her stickers she's just from all standpoints it's just a really really talented from a creative standpoint but she told us a really interesting um shared with us I think a really interesting philosophy about how she looks at the bar business and the restaurant business is that in everybody's lives, there are three spaces. There's home and family. There's work. And then there's that third space. And it's that, for every person, it's that a place where they look for community, camaraderie, mm-hmm. a hobby. It's that space that they can make their own. It's, a, it's an independent thing where it's not work. There's not an obligation. It's not family and the, uh, again, the responsibilities that come with that. It's the third space. And you know, she talked about the bar that she works at, TJ Leland's, which is a, a famous bar in Pittsburgh, Kansas, where Mike's from. As
0: famous uh, as any bar can be in
1: Pittsburgh. That's Kansas. that's right. But it's famous now. It's on a podcast, goddammit. It's not a podcast, well, goddammit. Right, right. it God so. but, but the point of what I'm trying to say is, is similar uh, to the VAT, it, it became a community for her, yeah. all the other people she was playing live yeah. music with. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing that you can have. You can build that kind of community. I have it right now with Dos Beer Hall, this place Mm -hmm. that I work at that I love and I love the people. Which I need to come to and I'm looking forward to coming. You would love Dos. It's outstanding. Oh, uh,
0: quick uh, heads up for you, Duke, when you go to Dos. You can request songs, so you don't have to listen to the trash that's usually blaring <laughs> on their speakers. You can play I'm just, whatever I'm just throwing you want. That out there, you can play I like Dusty Hall a lot
2: I, more after I, I found I, that out. I, I appreciate that. I, yeah. No, but, but Steve, what you're saying there, I mean, I mean that third that third part, that third space, that yeah. is a big part of my life. I yeah. mean, our pool yeah. team, that's absolutely, huge. That's that is what a great is. camaraderie, a fraternity, or whatever you want to call it. When I when I go to uh, my tennis players like last night I was playing tennis I played tennis on Wednesday and Thursday night and 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 then we go out for a beer afterwards yeah you know these are the and then the bar scenes you know different bars whether it's Naughty Dogs in in Churchville or McGregor's where we're going to be be going for the wedding wedding on on Saturday Saturday, Saturday, that's right or 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 wherever Tidewater down to half degrees I mean I love these places. It's a space these to bring place, people together. Yeah, these yeah. places are kind of my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, 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 they are family. Uh, as strong as family for me yeah. as family is. I, really, I, they are. And I, I know that may sound strange, but no, that's true. No, no, it
0: doesn't sound strange at that's true. all. Like There's, it no... it's a place where people find community and that's something that especially yeah. in, in the this day and age, I think yeah. a lot of people are missing in their lives is we've kind of lost that sense of community and that that, that you know, interaction between Other people, I feel like, especially with COVID. I mean, that's something that people people really miss having that COVID for sure.
1: But I think uh, you know, just the internet and social media world. And I don't want to sit here on my soapbox and TED talk at people and sound like the only. Don't worry, they would never
0: invite you to a TED talk. That's correct.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to start my own series called the Stew Talks. Anyway. <laughs> uh no uh, look i do think we're disconnected in a lot of ways even yeah. though we're we're told that we can communicate more easily we're more connected n-
0: than ever before there's in, nothing a, in, a, like in a real walking, way but
1: yeah there's nothing like walking into a bar grabbing a beer looking at the guy next to you you've never met in the world and sparking up a conversation and being friendly
2: to him sparking
1: yeah. up a conversation yeah. about and them. him being friendly back to you yes it's, yep. there's there's something yeah. special about that. There so. is. Yeah. There
2: is. You only ha- you you have that in bars. I mean, that, yeah. that's I think from age 18 when the drinking age, as yeah. I said earlier, went down from 21 to 18, and I you felt I that. said, my God, I love these places. Yeah. Because you go in and you have a beer, it relaxes you, and then you're
1: talking to people who you don't yep. even know, but you're talking in a really a, a friendly way. Well, you and, yeah. and you know you know what started this uh, this little. Uh, tangent that we've gone on here was the story that you just told about Jay, right? Stealing that bottle. Yeah, and 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 he was a friend of ours. Right, the truth of the the matter is if Jay walks into any Applebee's in the country and he does that, he's banned from that Applebee's for life. And he's thrown in jail. Damn right. The difference here is he had a friend to come out and say, hey, what are you doing? Jay, buddy? what are you
0: doing? And, and, and don't, co- get it, don't make us get the Mounties out here, man. Come yeah,
1: on. It's like, it's, like, it's like bumpers at the bowling alley. The ball, yeah, yeah, exactly. ball might pinball
2: a little bit. Boy, but, that's a good analogy. You know, that's but, one of the best analogies I've ever heard. But you, but bumpers in the bowling on, alley.
0: I yeah, don't like that. You get them back on the straight and narrow. You get them
1: back on the straight narrow. You get him back the straight a true narrow. friend well, is like a
0: bumper in a bowling well, alley. Well, let's, let's, let's do this.
1: Cheers, cheers to Jay, wherever you cheers. are, my friend. Yeah, Cheers Jay. I'm I hope sure he got he's a up there. <laughs> there. He's probably <laughs> at the VAT right now. Yes. I probably, hope you are at the VAT right he's now, He's probably Jay. at the VAT right now. I hope you are. Well, all right, Mike, team up for number seven. You know, Listen, you know I don't like to announce Wait, this did, category. Didn't he have one more? I did thought? you have another for this?
2: Oh, yeah. The other customer Memorable that customers. came Sorry, in that was so you. bizarre, they were pipeline workers. Okay, so in Alberta, you have a lot of oil workers, and they're laying pipelines and all this stuff, and, and they know how to climb up big, tall things and lay pipes and – and do all this stuff
3: for, you know. They know so, yeah. how to lay pipes. You had to go there, uh, Steve. Everybody was thinking it, but
2: you just had to go there. Sorry. So, so anyway, this this group came in um, on, on a happiness, a Friday night, and, you know, they were great people. There's about eight or ten of them in the back room, in the music room, because the, the front room was where the pool tables are, was, was filled up. And they got back there, and they started drinking beer, and then they started... Okay, so in the back room of the vat, it goes up 30 feet, and it's all gridiron, you know, uh, posts and, and, and because beams. Because it's a music
1: venue, so for the
2: acoustics. Is that well, no, no, it's because it was the vat. It was, it oh, was the vat room. Oh, it's just room. a big building. <laughs> it was a great big building. Yeah, yeah big it, was, it was the um, the, the vat the room for brew the brewery. Right. So these guys all of a sudden start going climbing up there like... like, like um, Monkeys or something. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but like gymnasts. They're climbing up, and we're looking at. them, and, and I went. And I said, "Listen, you guys can't do this. You can't do this." <laughs> and and there was like three of them, twenty feet above me, going sideways. <laughs> I could all I could see were their backs because they had three, four beers, and, and they, this was you know well into. And the then half they're hour. having a pissing contest, which is lot <laughs> no, exactly. higher. No, thank <laughs> right? God they didn't do that. But right. then, no, <laughs> yeah, he, especially from that height. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> then one of them fell.
1: Oh, no, my God. no. Yes.
2: No. One of them fell, and we all ran what? over. And he fell on his back, and I guess he had had so much beer in him that somehow he was able to, he was young. He was probably 28, 30. He just bounced and hopped right back up? I don't know how he didn't die. <laughs> I really I don't, know. don't know. Because it was not 10 feet. It was not 15. It was 25 feet. And he was going across, you know, upside down and he fell. Oh my god. And, and and so so that was the last so we told him, first of all, he was okay. That was the main thing. And we said, listen, you can never come in here again if you're ever gonna climb these pipes again. <laughs> these these
0: these 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 rails. I love how they still get a pass, so it's like you right, can come right, back. Right, but right, you, you can come back. You if can you even come step back, up a stair, you're, you're out of here. You can come man. back anytime <laughs> you want, but you can
2: never if you ever <laughs> I mean, we didn't know what to say. I swear to God. If I don't you know even, why
1: he didn't die. You better piss sitting down for the rest of the times you come to this bar. I swear to God, I if I know, catch you at a urinal.
2: I don't know how this guy did not die. I oh mean, it was God. 25 feet. Anyway, okay, that's the end of that story. No. That's a good one. No, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm you glad, got that one in Mike, there. I'm
1: glad you stopped me. I'm glad you stopped me. Anyway, team up for number seven. I don't like to tee this one up because it's one of my favorite categories.
0: All right. So, now, yeah, this is one of the best categories. So, we're getting into fights, arrests, and fires. So, we're looking, you know, obviously for mayhem. You know, uh, Steve particularly, he loves a good fire story. I'm not too keen on it. But, you know, have you seen any people get, you know, really rowdy? Any any bar brawls at the vet Or, you know, potentially any, any times where you had to call the Mounties in?
2: Well, well, I already spoke as, as about with the Hells Angels. We certainly yeah. had to do it with them. And, and luckily... When we opened in 1999, um, they came to our opening show. And, and in fact, we had 220 people, which was over our capacity. And then the Hells Angels came in. Dear God. And then everyone left except for the Hells Angels and maybe 30 other people. So we got decimated with that. Um, and and then, as I was saying, you know, the Hells Angels, they, they wanted that bar to be theirs. Mm-hmm. But we luckily were able to get rid of them. So... Um, um, but there, there was a um, a fight out in the parking lot, and Terry, my partner, he's such a good guy. The, the he, he was he was he was had a confrontation with someone in the bar. Terry said, "Come on, let's go outside," and, and he goes, "We got to talk." You know, and Terry was saying that friendly. Terry, my partner, the other fifty percent mm-hmm. owner. And he wasn't saying,
0: "Hey, we let, let's go outside." No, he wasn't outside. saying, "Go, was saying, go like,
2: outside hey, to actually, fight." Let's to go, go have outside. a conversation. He, said, a he conversation. said, "Listen, we got to go out. Let's go talk." And so we get out there, and then the guy was pissed off. And I've never seen Terry do this. Terry is a pacifist. Um, that's one of the reasons I like him, and one of the reasons I agreed to buy the vat with him.
0: So. Because he knew you could take him. If it came. To that. <laughs> if it came down. I'm also I'm also a pacifist. That, that's the thing. But anyway,
2: so the guy um Started saying this stuff, and Terry, the first time, Terry grabbed the guy by his lapels and threw him into the brick wall and said, "You're not going in there. You're not doing this. You hear me?" And I was so proud of him. I said, <laughs> because the guy wanted to go back in there and beat somebody up. And he goes, "You're not doing it." And, and and you know, Terry, he is the owner of the vat. I mean, he is mm-hmm. the runner of the vat. He and I are fifty-fifty, but. No, that and that's so. That's uh, that's all I have that's to say on that that's one. He he he. Lay it, hey, listen. he Terry. came up. He came up with 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 uh, power when he needed to. Yeah, And it absolutely. worked. And it worked because right, he's it, a pacifist. It was, it was
0: right. It was righteous fury. Laying it was, down he, the he, law. Absolutely. Yeah. Laying yeah, down he, the law. He
2: finally, yeah. He said, uh, uh-uh, and he grabbed the guy and threw him into the wall. Well, held on to him. He just pushed him into the wall and said, "This ain't happening." Okay. I, I gotta all ask right, you Terry. one.
1: I gotta ask you one quick question before we move on here. So. We all know. I mean, you've already mentioned it. You were a beer runner at Memorial Stadium. Yes. Now, Baltimore love is that. known for being a very blue collar town. Okay, and you know, if you really talk to some old school Baltimore people, there's nothing that they love more than the Baltimore Orioles. It's a very passionate fan base, especially back when we were actually winning. Right back when you were you were doing the beer vending. Yep. I'm wondering if there were any stadium ballpark scuffles that you may have seen from opposing fans trying to come into our building, that kind of thing. I'm just, Oh my God.
2: I used to go to the Baltimore Colt games. This is back in 19. And they played Memorial State. And they played in Memorial. Johnny Unitas, who really is the greatest of all time, because he didn't cheat. Look, Tom Brady is a cheater. (laughs) Tom Brady was a cheater. All right, all right. Tom Brady is a cheater. Stick to the the story. Johnny Unitas is the GOAT, the GOAT. God. He is the GOAT. Okay, so anyway, I used to go and watch Baltimore Colt games when the Baltimore Colts were there, and there was a lot of fights because beer flowed. Nobody had any reservations on how much beer anybody could drink and um, I mean, I never was in a fight, but I would see them here, there, the, and it was kind of a regular thing. How many fights are we going to well, see this time? Kind of like going to a hockey game back in yeah. the day. Hockey games is, is fight, fight,
1: fight. I have to imagine when you're watching gladiators beat the living piss out. Of I know. Each other. You're right. You have to be charged up to be like, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to lay down the smackdown on some motherfuckers. Yeah. I
2: guess so. Yeah, but no, there was a lot of fights in Memorial Stadium okay. in football games, not in the ball. Not so Orioles. much in baseball. Not so much Do you think
0: the fights were um, people of different, like opposing sides, like, you know, fans of. No, no, they were all Colt
2: fans. (laughs) They were all Colt fans. Look, the Baltimore uh, Memorial Stadium was called the largest outdoor insane asylum in the world. (laughs) That's what they called Baltimore Memorial Stadium when the Colts played there. I love that. The Baltimore Colt fans were so. Uh, so extremely Mike, attached to their team Mike you need me un- being one
1: you need to understand something about uh the city of Baltimore I mean you, obviously you lived here for a long time but the the roots uh the blue-collar roots in this city go deep deep I mean Bethlehem Very Steel uh, uh you know was in our backyard and for years and years and years this town's entire industry was steel workers textile workers ship sales dock workers I mean the entire town was rough-and-tumble, blue-collar people. And, and they had so much pride in this team that was, for the longest time, the pinnacle of the sport. Well, they I were. Mean, the, they, won, the they won the greatest so, game
2: ever played in 1958. They won right. it again in 1959. And then they were, then and the Green Bay Packers were the team in the 60s. Yeah. And and, and two were,
1: very similar cities in the sense of the very understated and blue-collar, yeah, smaller towns good point, in that regard. Good point. My point is I can understand. I bet those fights were some for the ages in in, the, in in Memorial Stadium. So, I had to ask. Uh,
2: I, yeah, I, I don't know what they were fighting about, but they were fighting. Yeah. <laughs> he did fight. It's,
1: it's who pays it, for the next round. That's probably yeah, what it was. Basically, it might have been that. <laughs> it might have been that and only that. All right. All right. No, well, we got to keep it moving. Number eight... Uh, sex stories. This is always the uh oh. called the sexy life. <laughs> I bar-
0: can tell. He, I, I can tell. You're a gentleman, so I mean, I, already, no, no, I, no. I, I feel strange I, approaching no, this. No, I do. Have, I, 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 I a have. gentleman
1: and a
2: bachelor.
3: <laughs> Look, I have.
2: Well, yeah, I'm a bachelor now, but at the time up at the vat, I, I was married to my first wife. I, I've been married twice. I've I've had, I've had two divorces. But anyway, my my first wife. I still am, I still love her, and I still am com- and communicate with her. I mean, I I wish the best for her. She's got a new man up there in in Calgary. They live in Calgary. Anyway, um, so I was married to her, and this is at the VAT. So there was this group of women that would come in at about 11.30, 12.30 at night. They'd leave work and come to the VAT, and they loved the VAT, as so many people did. And they'd come in, and there was this one tall blonde girl, and she was fairly attractive. But, you know, I'm a married man. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm certainly looking at her as she comes. So anyway, one night she's in there and she says, you know, we're all drinking. It's now about one thirty, getting close to closing, and we're having our last call. Well, Duke, you know, I've just been wondering what it would be like to have some really wild sex with you. And I didn't know what I, – I mean, I just looked at her and I'm thinking, well, if I wasn't married – you know, we'd be off right now. Um, but I just looked at her for about four or five seconds, and I smiled. I had no—I didn't know what to say, so I just smiled and I, I just walked away because I'm a married—I'm a married man. I'm a married man. A married man. Oh my so, God! Yeah, you couldn't that have played is, it better. No, that uh, is
0: incredible.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. She was a tall, slim. Beautiful, buxom, blonde. Buxom some uh, I'm not a big fan of buxom. She was the perfect I don't even breast size, frankly. Buxom <laughs> means that. big breasts. Was she a big she, she Mom, was she was the perfect size for me, and I'm I'm not a big busting. <laughs> the team.
1: perfect size, I love it. For me,
2: I, I don't like big big. Great hey, I'm things. with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm an ass you. man. I understand. It's I like deal. asses too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Now wow. the kombucha's starting to flow. All
0: wow. Right. wow, I love it. I love all it. right, all right, Mike,
1: number nine, team up.
0: Oh, that's just, that was a great story.
1: I love that. Could you imagine,
0: Steve, if somebody came up, Steve, I've just been wondering what it'd be like to have some really wild sex sex with you. What
1: do you even say to that? I would look at him and I'd say, i get off in two
0: hours. (laughs) (laughs) If I wasn't married, that's what I would have said. Because you're on your shift? Is that what you meant? Okay. Uh, Anyway, so uh, question number nine, bar hazing pranks and games. So this might actually be something that you discouraged a bit because you were the owner, but a lot of no. times when servers or bartenders are working you know if it's a little slow you're looking for something to pass the time you might come up with a game or you might come up with some pranks to amuse yourself or you might have some hazing you know some rituals that you put the newbies through whenever they come and you know start working at your yeah. bar one of our favorite well, categories well uh,
2: okay 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 uh, well I have, I have two things to say about this too uh one of them is that when we would see the the crowd kind of you know wondering well what's going on here is there anything I go over the piano, or uh, one of my college friends who played the piano, and we do name that tune, and we oh, play, cool. you know, the oh, first. Oh, okay,
1: like a little game for the little people. little
2: game for the people. Say so name that tune, and the people who won would get a free beer. Got a free bag of tea. No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> a free beer, a free beer that. without a hair on the outside of the glass. <laughs> I love and it. So, so we would do name that tune, and that always held the people. That was very yeah. good. But um, the other one was. Um, which wasn't really spontaneous I did this up in Canada and I've also done it here in Hartford County many times I go out as Abraham Lincoln and and when I did it in Canada as the owner I mean it was incredible because I mean I tell you women love lincoln really and I, I say that also, i mean these are really that's a, attractive that, women that so come that's up a and say right can, there. can, can we get lincoln. yeah i know can, <laughs> I can lincoln, we get lincoln. our photo with you i said oh you certainly can and i put my arm around it, and and the, these are beautiful women and then they want to talk and i said well you know are you really Abraham Lincoln? I said, uh, you're darn right. Is, have you ever been with Abraham Lincoln? I said, do, <laughs> this is when I was single. Do you want to be with Abraham Lincoln? No, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> Four no. score in seven did years you, did ago. Did you ever look a woman in the
1: eye and say, hey, you want to be my Mary Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: didn't I didn't do that. I said, do you want to be with Abraham Lincoln? But no, Abraham Lincoln is a huge hit, and I'm an Abraham Lincoln reenactor. I don't know if you know that. You do no, look.
0: Steve actually did tell me this. You do yes. look exactly like him. Which well, I is, don't look
2: exactly like him, but I have the same it, structure it's pretty close and height yeah 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 um, um but anyway so that's the other answer to that question is when i was at the vat this was just before covid started and i came in as abraham lincoln one night oh my god i mean i was i was like you know um the talk of the town for the sure. talk of the town yeah. yeah by the women anyway and that's all <laughs> i really cared about mike i haven't women a
0: love lincoln so women love lincoln women
1: love lincoln (laughs) women love lincoln Lincoln is a t-shirt but i have a totally separate merchandising idea i think we need to make bartender rant podcast thongs that say lincoln lady on them oh yeah Uh, i knew you'd like well i would have
2: to give my stamp of approval (laughs) yes yeah. Lincoln's approval yes. Stamp. Yes.
1: stamp. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right, let's wrap it up, Duke. My God, yes, you have not just killed; you have slayed this gauntlet. I, I have been um, uh, blown away. I honestly, God, I came into this knowing you as a great storyteller and expecting a lot, but you have. Blown away my expectations. Well, it's been a ton of fun, my friend. It's
0: been a rich episode.
1: You have fu- you've made it to the final question of the gauntlet. I'm very proud of you. Okay. Number 10, firing and quitting stories, or as Mike and I affectionately call it. Getting eighty sixth.
2: Getting 86 Okay. Well, okay, this is a quick story. When I was selling beer at Bal- at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium, I, I sold past Blue Ribbon. And I've already talked about that. And that was, you know, a big hit with many of the PBR fans there. But one night I got in there, this is like in August or September, towards the end of the baseball season of 1984, and they gave me Cokes. I don't know whether somebody else usurped me or whatever, but I no (laughs) longer had my PBR. (laughs) I had Cokes. So I went around with these Cokes, and it was kind of a cold night. I think it was like late September. And so ice-cold Cokes. So I'm selling ice cold Coke here. You know, it wasn't just doesn't beer. have the
0: same ring to it. No, it know? doesn't have the same ring at all. <laughs> so I
2: sell all the Cokes except for one. And I'm walking around for 20 minutes. I still have this one stinking Coke. And, so I, and then it, the ice is all melted in it, so I can't even sell it. So I go back into the dispatch area, and I say, listen, can you give me a, a fresh Coke? They said, we're not going to give you a fresh Coke. We're just going to put some more ice in it. So they put more ice in it. So I go back out. I, uh, I complain. He had this watered down Coke. Now. I had this watered down Coke. Na-
0: uh, coke oh, now. because this, it's not in a can.
2: No, it's in a plastic cup. Oh no, my cup. gosh. What with, are you a talking straw about? with a this straw. This is the man a
0: fresh Coke. No, I know. They wouldn't this give me absurd. a fresh Coke.
2: So I go back up and I'm walking all around and I, I still couldn't sell it because it was cold at night. So I sit down, like way up in the upper deck, play like the third row from the top. I just sit there. I've been walking around with this god dang coke coke for about 30 minutes now all combined or maybe more than that and so i'm sitting there wondering what and now it's getting close to the seventh inning so i'm going to leave anyway and so this guy comes up he's younger than me you know i'm i'm 27 years old or 26 at the time and he's probably 22 and he goes what's the matter with you and i said well i can't sell the coke i tried to get a new coke but all they did was put ice cubes in it i said <laughs> so what am i going to do he goes. You need to come back tomorrow with a better attitude. Oh. And so I I looked at him. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry?
2: I looked at him. I didn't say a thing I said and then he he walked away. I said, "Oh, really, you son of a bitch." I said, and I went in and I resigned. That was that was my I quit. <laughs> I quit. That was what led Here's me to my m- better attitude. That All was right. what
1: led me to my quitting. Right? I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> That's that's great. Goddamn Coke! Who thought a who thought a watered down Coke would drive a man to his breaking point? But uh, I I understand it when you when you laid out the facts. I didn't want
2: to sell it to anybody. And it makes
1: sense. I it, didn't want to sell it to anybody. You're trying to do your
2: job at a high for level for $1.50 for a watered down Coke that had no right. fizz in it. It's and not right. It looked like a a, a a bag of tea, you know, a, a cup of tea. <laughs> and it had lost its dark color because it had been thrown so much None ice into it. of the hell's
1: it. angels in my section will buy this watered down. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) all right oh man duke what a fucking ride man it has been awesome hearing some of these stories we uh you have made it through the gauntlet congratulations we have now come to the the final part of the pod which is what we call the uh, you know it's our cleanup we call it our how's our driving what we would love you to do is make us a recommendation. You know, we usually ask guests to say, hey, is there anything that we didn't ask on the show that maybe we need to ask?
0: Yeah, or, maybe something you wanted to get off your chest that we didn't cover.
1: Or, you know, I, I think one that would be really good for you. Um, we always look for food and beverage recommendations. But one of the new ones Mike and I have been thinking about is favorite songs to close down the bar. And and you being a music man, I thought that might be uh, a good one. Oh, that's yeah, I like that. Yeah, what's
0: Cause, a, you know, there's the you know the, the classic closing time. Get over it. Yeah, it's well, at not, my bar, it's no they, good. They, at my you bar, mean by they, Leonard Cohen? Is that you know closing time? No, that's
1: about, time for you to go. I think that's you know. Third Eye Blind. I think that's okay, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, the Closing yeah, Time. I'm that, not sure. Well, but...
2: Leonard Cohen has a great tune called Closing Time, and, closing time, and I, I would put that up. But Cohen, finish your question. What no,
0: I like say... is is all the – I think it's called All the Ladies Look – All the Girls Look Better at Closing Time. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so at my bar, um, every Friday night, we play the same song. We play Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, and when you hear that, you oh, know it's Oh, because you a, actually get you the fuck play that out. even outside yeah. of the Christmas we season? We play it every Friday – Fifty-two Fridays a year. Wow, we play Mariah Carey. It's like it's
0: like playing oh. a metal tune at a hippie show when you're trying to get the crowd to clear the out. The
1: point <laughs> is, it, it's a song that everybody pays attention. What the fuck? And then they realize yeah. it's time to go. Pay attention, yeah. and and
0: also nobody wants to stay there and listen to that music. Damn, well, what that's the key element you're missing. I agree, there, Steve. but
1: some of my <laughs> fellow bartenders do not. <laughs> anyway, well, well so. listen, listen.
2: Uh, he, here, I'm going to give you. um This is my recommendation. It's not necessarily going to touch on that's what, fine, you, what that's you just fine. said. Whatever you want. Uh, although Leonard Cohen's tune "Closing Time" is a great tune. I'm a big fan of Leonard Cohen. I play "Hallelujah," I play "Suzanne," Same. I play mm-hmm. "Bird on the Wire." I mean, Leonard Cohen. He's a Canadian poet who he died. I know a, he was Canadian. Yeah, he he was a Canadian poet from Montreal. He moved to Los Angeles. And he went to Buddhist retreats. He had a tough time with uh, relationships, and many of his tunes are about failed relationships. That's fascinating. But, but he um, died about three years ago. Anyway, um, so closing time would be my response to that. In fact, we had a Leonard Cohen conference, and I saw Leonard Cohen in Calgary. loved live at concert in Calgary, and he did. It was his closing time album. This is like 1994 or something like that. But anyway, but what I want to say is. I call it the rainbow story, and um, and this is completely different from the music now. I'm, I'm switching gears. So my stepdaughter, who worked at the VAT in in Canada, in Canada, she would say, well, Duke, how do you always seem to have such a good time? And this is when I was, you know, drinking and playing pool and not a bartender because I hated being a bartender. Right. I, was, I was begrudging bartender. <laughs> right, right, And she goes, well, Lindsay, her name is Lindsay. I said, Lindsay, she lives in Toronto. I said, Lindsay – I stay in the rainbow. And she goes, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, the rainbow is a wonderful place to be in in the realm of intoxication. You don't want to be under-intoxicated, but you certainly don't want to be over-intoxicated. So if the colors of the rainbow go blue all the way up to red or whatever, you don't want to go outside of red or the other side of blue. Because then you're either not not involved with, with alcohol, which we all want to be, But you're not over-involved with alcohol in the rainbow. So for years after that, she and her friends would come in. Duke, will you tell us about the rainbow? Will you tell us about the rainbow again? So I told the rainbow story many, many times. And I love the rainbow story. I still tell it. Every now and then I go over the rainbow, and I don't like going over the rainbow. <laughs> and every now and then I'm under the rainbow, and I say, what's the hell's matter with me? You pour a double. <laughs> but anyway, so so um, for, for the greater it. good of people, and look, drinking is a great thing, but stay in the rainbow. Stay in the that's rainbow.
1: That's a great recommendation. That's wow. my recommendation. That's, a, that's yeah. outstanding. That's, yes. That is outstanding. Stay in the, it's the rainbow. It's another
0: t-shirt. There you go. You know, yeah. I've been, stay in the rainbow. I've
1: been over the rainbow so many times you thought yeah, I'd, I I'd found I've a been, pot of gold uh, at this point. But apparently yeah, I've been not. over the rainbow Ridiculous. on this podcast oh, many yeah, many times, That's, true. that's so. true. You're going to hear me over the rainbow in just a few episodes when episode 25 comes out. That's going to be a doozy. Well, let's hope none of us go over the no, rainbow no, Steve, on Saturday, Saturday night. No, 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 yeah. no.
0: That are, no, I, I might. But, Steve, episode 25
1: already came out. When this is released? Yep. No, this is gonna come out before episode. Oh, because no, we will. got JT's. Man, I'm stupid. Okay. No, you're good. All <laughs> right. Anyway, let's wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> the final. Wait, ca- oh, wait. wait, wait,
0: hold on, Steve. Go ahead. Um, I think uh, Paul's recommendation. Uh, where, where does that fit in? With what bartender would you recommend?
1: Yeah, I mean, would you? Can you recommend uh, maybe your favorite bartender for the show? Obviously. Yeah. If, be, if, if so.
0: you could, if you could pick another bartender to be on the show, who would you recommend?
1: Wow. Um, oh, let
2: me think real quick here. Well, Steve, I mean, I got to go to his place, but Steve is the guy. Yeah, he's uh, already been on the show. <laughs> Steve we don't want to hear, okay. hear any
0: more from Steve.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, no, there's a there's a girl at Naughty Dogs. Her name is Malia. She's really good. She's really
0: good. All right, um, Malia, you've been called out. Malia. We're right. gonna have you're gonna have you on and the Naughty show. Dogs.
1: That's right. We're coming to Naughty Dogs. Malia's coming on the Malia, show. Malia and Naughty the Dogs. dogs. Right, that's a good one. That's she's good. good. One.
2: She's really good. And she's cute, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Beautiful.
1: <laughs> beautiful. Um number all right. So the final question here. I almost started with the number there. i Mike got me all discombobulated because I forgot that this we're episode all is coming out it's, after we, we you guys We have
0: we literally haven't recorded an episode in That's right. That's right.
1: We, we always like to do the wrap-up. We usually ask two main questions. The first one is, why do you still do this, a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? However, this is a little bit of a different kind of question. You are a bar owner um, removed from the business, so let's tweak this a little bit. Okay. What is your favorite thing about owning a bar?
2: Drinking what? in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: All right. <laughs> That's a damn good a- answer. There's
2: a simple, uh, a cogent answer. Very succinct. At- I love drinking <laughs> in my bar. That's right. And
0: I'm, I'm telling you, I think I would love drinking in your bar.
2: And it, you go. will we, love my bar. you got to
1: go to the vet. you got go, you you to come to the never vet. I've been there. So. you got to come to the vet. Does the beer taste better when it's yours? You know what I mean? When it, when it's actually yours? Like when you're in the bar and you're drinking that beer and you're like, yeah, I fucking own this beer. Well, you're proud. And
2: I own this bar
1: (laughs) and I own this stool.
2: You're proud. You're proud. And we have really good beer. Traditional ale. It's made in Calgary at a microbrewery. Traditional ale. They have about five different flavors. It's really good. So when you guys come up, I'm going to get you both uh, as many traditional ales as you want.
0: As many as we can take.
1: No arguments there. No <laughs> as you can take. So, so the last question is usually, if you opened a bar, what would it be called? But we already know it's called the Vat. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different question: If you could see it or make one change to the Vat, what, or, or maybe like add something, right? Maybe not a change, but like a next step for the Vat. What would that? Okay. What would that be for you? Ooh.
2: I wouldn't change a lot. I would get a new kitchen. I would get a new kitchen because okay. a new kitchen, the kitchen was the thing that I never understood how it passed inspections. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was the most disgusting kitchen I think I've ever seen. But, look, the beer was good. The people were good. The pool tables were good. The piano was good. The, the bar the was piano, good. The, the, um, the poutine was good. And the music room, with our own stage and the sound system we had, was as
1: good as any bar in North America. All, all we need is a, is a damn good chef and then we got the we got the we, need whole kitchen. we need a, a whole new kitchen we need a new kitchen but
2: everything else i would cuz it's a home body place
1: yeah mm-hmm. it is it, for the people it's it's their home i love that it's their home that. well duke you have you have uh outdone yourself thank you again mm-hmm. for coming on man it has been a pleasure I, Mike, I'm sure you feel the same.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm, I'm really excited to actually share a drink with you here uh, in a couple of days.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: No, well, it's my pleasure. Thank you both for inviting me to be on this podcast. And the, and the Duquilas? Do, do
0: we even We're... know, are they, are they having an open bar or, or what's the deal? Yes, they
2: are. And I don't, All think, right. they, I don't think they're going to have Duquilas, but we can ask for them. We, I'll, bring can, I'll bring the yeah, kombucha. I'll and we'll bring the kombucha. We'll make it us. happen. <laughs> Boys,
1: let's cheers one more cheers, time. Cheers! What a hell of a night. What a hell Thank of a pod. Happy cheers. to get back rolling again. Thank you, Duke. Cheers. To Canada. Oh, great to Canada. Canada. Oh, See you Canada. later. Canada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes whenever we damn well please. A big shout out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor whose song Fast One you heard throughout the show. Go check them out on Facebook and Spotify and show them some love. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drink along. You can listen along on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify at The Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We really need the personal validation. If you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to The Bartender Rant Podcast on Patreon. VIPs will always have a seat at the bar. You'll get access to our bonus content, have the chance to vote on new episode content, and receive a 10% discount on all merchandise. If you want to be a big tipper, AKA one of our Bozels, feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the bartender at podcast at gmail.com. Steve and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content, but unfortunately this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, Don't just listen along, drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7 and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If if you need just somebody to to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast and we want you to stick around. And Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. Thanks again, guys. We love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Mike, what
2: kind of cigarettes do you smoke?
0: Uh, the, uh, carcinogen, <laughs> the carcinogen type. I'm, I'm actually, I'm planning on quitting as soon as I uh, get back. Um, you know, I've quit several times, and I found that the first cigarette that I smoke when I start smoking again is the one I stick with. So I quit smoking for years, and then I started – it was actually my grandmother was passing away. She was in hospice, hmm. um, and <coughs> I was there with my family, and I just – I was like, give me a cigarette, you know. Unfortunately, it was a Camel Crush. And oh, no I, I know
2: the Camel Crush. My <laughs> nephew smokes them.
0: See, I, I'm a, I'm
2: a social smoker. I smoke in a social situation um, – I feel very fortunate that I, I don't get addicted to cigarettes, but I...
0: You, there are a few people like you, because if I could just I'm, be a I'm social like smoker... I, yeah, I can't do that. If I'm smoking, I'm like a broken stove. I mean, it's, it's my bad. My
2: first wife was really pissed off, because when we got married, you know, we'd we'd have a few drinks, and I'd have a cigarette, and she'd have... But she could not, not have a cigarette the next morning, which, for me, it was the last thing I wanted. Yeah. Um. So she looked into... She said it's about 1% of the population does not get addicted to tar and nicotine really yeah one percent
1: i've it. maybe had like 15 cigarettes in my life well then you you're, know, you're now, in that you're in that every first, now and then right? i'll just be like fuck it give me one of those yeah yeah well, i've well, had 15 cigarettes for, in the past so i'll have hours. one with you on
2: friday <laughs> night
0: or saturday uh, the good news is if you're, so if you're I, still smoking so i'm not gonna quit till i get back from the wedding i know myself better than that but <laughs> so Heady I cut. quit smoking. I started smoking again. It was Camel Crushes, and I felt embarrassed because it's kind of like, I mean, you might as well be vaping at that point. So I <laughs> then I then I quit smoking again, and then I started smoking again. And that time I was like, all right, I'm going Marlboro Reds this time. Do oh, it, do it, Marlboro Reds. Do it, Marlboro baby. Reds.
1: Do it, baby. <laughs> Cowboy or not? Well, you know,
2: right? I, I smoked the um, American Spirit yes um, that was his are, old cigarette which that's which better. which fits in with our our kombucha you know those are are
0: organic it's that's his organic. old cigarette oh, and he to i to love s- this i love the he the, used to the say the same reasoning.
1: fucking thing he used to say Every, the same thing when we it's, organic. it's
0: organic it's organic everything cancer, everything yeah. i
2: do that's bad for me i try to do it in the in the best <laughs> way yeah i love it i all love right. it no I actually
0: i actually really enjoy smoking uh an actual tobacco pipe that's actually when i when i'm not Smoking cigarettes, I'll what? I'll smoke a pipe now and then. One really? year when we were living together yeah.
1: for Christmas, he got everybody corn cob pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
0: I I love it because it actually I don't smoke it a lot, and it smells. They call it a room note. And it actually smells really nice. But you so don't people, inhale it, do you? You don't inhale. It's like a cigar, but they smell better than cigars. I you know, can, but
2: you, but see, my, my nephew and I, we said, what's the point of a
1: uh, cigar? You still get the body high. I mean, you want to inhale. Oh, I mean, now I, mean, I, just I always I'm like to I'm, inhale. I'm a big cigar smoker. I love cigars. Uh, I don't like cigars. Oh, for me, man. a lot
0: of it, it's something to do with my hands. You know, I got that, you. That, okay, that's kind of well what then,
2: i then, The pipes or cigars are better than for you. I don't know. For him, it, maybe. Yeah, I no, like I, the inhaling. I, I, I like the inhale. Yeah,
0: I would. I would argue that pipes and cigars are better than cigarettes because you're not inhaling. And besides, exactly. Like, no, you're right. A, you're right. A, a, a pipe or a cigar, you're actually smoking just tobacco. Yeah. You know, the, the cigarettes yeah. have so many additives and everything else yeah. in it. So,
1: Mike, I think you just. Uh, I think we just put down the button for the episode right there. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, I, you might have to tweak it a little bit, but there's so, there's definitely something there. You uh, ruined
0: it by calling it out, Steve. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you can cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that.